0: Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ.
1: And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ.
0: There's the drop, and we like to talk about radio. And some other things come along with you. Us, won't you? Yes.
1: Was that like the NPR opening? Hello and
0: welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. (laughs) How are you today, Leia? Just I was just kidding. waiting for the drop, and then I got too wrapped up with the with the, the bass drop. <laughs> I really do like that. So I generally start my live stream on Saturday on that drop. Like, I I try and get there's a if if you go back uh, far enough, like, and just look at how I open the show, mm-hmm. that drop is like it's sets that's, it's, that's the whole episode. Wow, yeah,
1: big personal goals.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how's your week going so far this week?
1: Well, I just got back from a city council debate put on by our Chamber of Commerce. Oh,
0: it was a debate. It was actually a debate. Well, I
1: went to two meetings. It was like a community safety meeting. And then it was a yelling at a school board member. Wow. Like powwow outside of the meeting. Oh, so it was an
0: outside rant session after (laughs) a meeting.
1: And then it was concurrently, there was uh, a city council uh, candidate. Mm -hmm. forum slash debate
0: who one of the uh, as you told me one of the the... you're
1: killing me this is actually oh okay 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 okay. go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead ahead. so (laughs) we have seven people running for two city council seats Mm -hmm. one of which is named rocky (laughs) okay i didn't see him come in two
0: and two together right now and i hate it even more
1: I didn't see him come in Mm -hmm. to the forum, but I saw him in the parking lot.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm so upset right now.
1: (laughs) So I'm driving away. I've actually got you on the phone to see if you need anything on my way home. Right. And I do a double take, which is not good when you're
0: driving. No. (laughs) Particularly if the double take is like for a pedestrian, (laughs) not someone on the road with you.
1: (laughs) He's wearing... A satin robe Mm -hmm. that has red, white, and blue with stars and stripes on it. Yeah. Boxer's robe.
0: (laughs) American flag, though.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely.
0: And his name is... Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. I hate it.
1: So as you can tell, our city takes uh, its debates very seriously. (laughs) The
0: utmost. <laughs> in the continuing sub uh, sub 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 <laughs> plot of this podcast, our city is going to hell.
1: No. <laughs> well, not because of him. But.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he's just a, a symptom of the disease, yeah. I would argue.
1: <laughs> I just <laughs> why? Why? I'm trying to think of what other costumes, other candidates can come in. <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah, you did suggest that uh the candidate Linda mm-hmm. do events called Listen Her Linda. Town
0: hall should have been titled Listen Linda.
1: <laughs> Linda listen. Listen Linda. Like
0: <laughs> that, that's that writes itself. I didn't even have to tell anybody that. That should have been just known. That
1: would definitely land.
0: Uh, it absolutely <laughs> would. I think too. If I if I remember correctly, for that specific specific internet meme, that child is Filipino.
1: Amazing. And so is she. What a what a lost um, opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm, I think so. Anyway, welcome everybody to the Hammer Crash Course podcast. Thank you for coming out and clicking on another episode. We like to click. <laughs> <laughs> We like to kick off the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. like to podcast. click it off. We like to click it off with the Ham Radio Minute.
1: It's never a minute.
0: And today I am going to be veiled in the point of this topic, but I'm going to be talking about receive antennas. There is a somewhat of an assumption that you have to have a matched antenna as though you were going to transmit if you are going to receive. So for everybody listening that has an SDR dongle or some kind of receiver of some kind, and you're like, oh, I need to have an antenna analyzer, check out this antenna to make sure that it's going to be a good receiving antenna. The answer to that is, no, you don't. You just need roughly one third wavelength of the max wavelength you want to receive on. That's all you need. So if that that's confusing, yeah, if that if that (laughs) just means you need a wire, uh that's just a really long piece of wire strung up in the air to receive the signals that you're looking for that's all you need you don't need to get any more complicated than that
1: like what gauge of wire
0: um uh, thin 20 gauge you know, Okay. 22 gauge um 18 gauge 16 gauge you know that starts getting a little bit wider as you go down
1: just gonna be made of metal
0: Yeah, yeah. It needs to be a wire. Uh, (laughs) Still needs to be a wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the, the point of the antenna analyzer and why people are looking for matching their transmitter to the antenna is for transmitting purposes. If you're not planning on transmitting, then you can have a fine receiving antenna if it's just the appropriate length to be able to receive the Given signals that you're listening for, so oddly enough, you you actually don't need a lot if you're doing high frequency stuff like VHF, UHF. And when I say high frequency, I don't mean HF frequencies. I mean literally higher frequency stuff. Again, VHF, UHF, and upper. But those. But you always are say short. you hmm. always
1: say like you know, just measure twice and cut once. Why why just do a receive antenna if eventually you plan on also transmitting
0: for two by fours and wires always measure twice cut once uh, <laughs> but in my case if you're being contacted by people that are in a war zone and they're asking how do i receive this particular frequency uh, i'm just going to go with putting a wire out a window make it real easy it doesn't have to be complicated it doesn't have to be antenna matched just get a uh, approximately length wire out and up in the air and that'll do it so that's yeah did
1: somebody contact you from a war zone
0: <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> I guess it's not so thinly veiled. That's
1: <laughs> the veil's off.
0: Veil is off. Now bring the beer. So we are drinking, uh, actually this is a continuation of last week, Stockyard Oatmeal Stout. I like oatmeals and I like stouts. It is a delicious, creamy stout in the Irish tradition with its rich, tan head intact.
1: Would it be offensive of me to ask if the gentleman that's on this label, do you believe that he's an Irishman?
0: think so yeah he looks Mm. like an irishman Mm.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. it's okay it's it's nutty it's it's on the light side of a stout it's kind of thin it tastes
1: like an adult chocolate soda
0: a little bit it kind of reminds me of a guinness extra stout out of a bottle
2: Mm.
0: not the draft guinness but the extra stout sure which is actually not that extra of a stout
1: just in time for your holiday of scaring away snakes
0: Right. uh right right st patrick's day is, tomorrow. is that right yeah well tomorrow with regards to us recording this podcast but um it is already passed for people that are listening to this podcast oh
1: no i gotta prep the roast beef <laughs> <laughs> the
0: or the corned corn beef. beef yeah yes. yeah all right well join the conversation by leaving a review on itunes for the ham radio crash course podcast and the email is leah at dot and leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. The iTunes reviews are where we go if you want to drop us a reviewer there. We'll read them live on the show, so you can find us at Ham Radio Crash Course on um, on iTunes. I have one review yay, <laughs> from KE5ADX, and he titled it Telecom Elves.
1: Telecom Elves?
0: It starts out with what looks like eight smiley faces it says this was absolutely hilarious stealth towers that are designed as trees are bad and even funnier when you have to work in the rocks at the base who knew that the keebler elves were behind this all
1: they are dastardly little fellas Mm
0: -hmm. so that's uh that's the review there thank you very much ke5 adx we really appreciate thank you so much
3: are you ready Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into the unknown I will go, go. for I shall fear no man of peace. One foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not alert to bees.
1: Just so overwhelmed by the intensity
0: of that sound It's always just so intense, and then it just cracks me up at the end. (laughs) This is the Hammer New Crash Course Preparedness Corner. Leah, what do you have on the the books for this week?
1: So I'm actually going to talk about an article from Hawaii.
0: Oh. Yes. Okay.
1: During a disaster, this article is titled, These Amateur Radio Operators Could Offer a Key Lifeline.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Right? It's an article from uh, the 14th. So... Uh, every year, Hawaii's uh, amateur radio operators train for a worst-case scenario, right? They uh, they basically simulate what is a catastrophic storm, flood, and wind event in which all power lines are down and all the cell towers are down. Wow. And so then they they transmit using battery backups, generators, um, anything that doesn't rely on cell towers or internet, which mm-hmm. is obviously just a, a ham radio drill, in essence. Right. Mm-hmm. But it got me thinking okay. that uh, every city, if whatever city you're in, mm-hmm. you c- should consider doing a drill for ham radio in combination with your CERT team or your RACES. What is, that? Mm-hmm. is that right? RACES, Races team? RACES
2: and ARIES.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So that... That way, you're going to get the cross-section of people who already want to help the community, right? And make ham radio a part of mm-hmm. the CERT response plan.
0: Yeah. This is one of those situations where you, you probably have to have a city council or mm-hmm. a city group that's kind of amenable to this kind of discussion. Right. Where you can reach out and say, like, hey, I'm not asking you to do anything special. I would just like to have our club set up adjacent with your Whatever it is you're planning. Mm -hmm. And here in California, we have the shake up. Right. Or shake out. Mm -hmm. It's usually September, I believe, is when the it's either September or October. You
1: really want to catch the kids at the beginning of their school year.
0: Right. So that they
1: are very afraid. Scare them
0: right out of the gate about earthquakes and um, how you got to get underneath your desk and then hold on to the desk. Because it could move. Because it's going to move away from you. Yeah. Because the desks are also going to want to get into the doorway. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> the strongest structure
0: in any building.
1: They're like, the the pressure of being your only cover is too much. <laughs> I can't.
0: I can't do it. I got to get into right. the safest place in the building.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: As we found, or as we were told in the last podcast, not the safest part in a building. Right. One would argue in today's buildings, the whole building is the strongest part of the building. <laughs>
1: At least in California.
0: I just like the reference to Adobe Huts is where that came from. <laughs> We've been holding on to that one for a while, guys. Adobe brick buildings.
1: I mean if you're like at the Pico Pio mansion. Right, maybe. which
0: is largely built yeah. out of Oddly enough, totally intact. Right. <laughs> Yet in California. And a poda. And a pota. <laughs> wow. All the things.
1: Just a treasure to Southern California, Pico Pio mansion
0: I uh, is that
1: in 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 beautiful Pico Rivera, is it? That-
0: <laughs> yeah. so you can do you can do like this is a great little combo you can do. You can go to King Taco
1: <gasps> oh, I miss King Taco.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can go to
0: King Taco and then do a poda.
1: yeah, that's you should just travel to California for that. <laughs> that's
0: King Taco is pretty good.
1: King taco to pico pio. That's your trip.
0: That's like it right there. You don't
1: even need to go I
0: mean you could go do poda I guess at the beach, but King taco is is pretty good. <laughs> I gotta tell you
1: All right, well that that was my uh, preparedness Oh, okay. Quarter.
0: very yeah. good
2: <laughs> What's happening The Staircases change remember Let's go this way before the staircase moves again.
1: You know, this is also an intense sound clip.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've now exited the preparedness corner in rapid succession and have begun climbing the stairs on the email correspondence tower.
1: I, I'm actually going to have to uh, go back to what we just said. I'm just kidding. Don't come to California. Just go to Pico Rivera. I don't want to no, be one yeah, of those no. crazy TikToks where they show this like beautiful, scenic hidden gem and they're like, that's Fresno. <laughs> like, don't do to people, <laughs> beautiful baker Field.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we're kidding. We're, we're Look at
1: this kidding. gorgeous, gorgeous Hemet.
0: <laughs> Hemet, oh man! Yeah. Look at
1: Mentone Beach.
0: Mentone <laughs> Beach.
1: So yeah, I, I was kidding about Pico Rivera. Mm-hmm. Like, don't mm-hmm. don't come here for that. I mean, maybe stop by King Taco if it's not your. Oh
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It, it is if you're going between it, like L.A. and Disneyland or something like that. It's for sure something sure. you can do without any problem.
1: But if you're gonna be in that area. Just go to the Del Rey.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the Del Rey is actually a really good steakhouse. It's nestled in the heart of Pico Rivera. Yeah,
1: but also right next to a King Taco. (laughs) Also totally next to a King
0: Taco. They, like, share a parking lot, basically.
1: and like the del rey is one of these like old school steakhouses
0: it's it's an old school steakhouse that was built up on the horse racing traffic right. between um santa anita and los almitos yeah people would go between santa anita and los almitos and they'd stop at the del rey for take lunch. their
1: winnings mm-hmm. blow it on some uh some steak diane table side <laughs> caesar
0: caesar salad yeah, yeah. And, and, a, and a bananas flambe yeah all right so the email correspondence tower we would love to hear your emails we'll read them on this podcast we'll talk about them if you have a ham radio question or comment on the show or just want to tell us about your ham radio journey reach out at leah at dot we also love your comments outside of ham radio but bring them together meld them into one i've been getting into a lot of hot arguments on hawkeye again on the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast Discord chat. By the way, the link is in the description if you want to join us on the Discord. I think
1: think recently somebody actually mentioned that now that we've looked at Hawkeye from this perspective, Mm -hmm. he's definitely the bravest.
0: That was literally what I was... uh, And I'm like, well... That could also be confused with a psychosis of some kind,
1: right? There's a fine line between bravery and stupidity.
0: Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you look around, it's like, I'm around demigods and human, just just <laughs> the, the peak of human form, aliens, aliens, <laughs> a guy who literally has no limit to how strong he is and is impervious to everything. Uh, yeah,
1: what? Why am I here again? <laughs> he's like, you know, what? I'm going I can hang. Yeah, yeah. total mere mortal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My my only skill being that uh, I can land every shot. Mm-hmm. But then again, it has to be things that I am the projectile for, <laughs> See, without superhuman strength. Right, right,
0: right, right, right. right. So <laughs> right. And if you want to send us a merch idea, this podcast is largely funded by the support you all give by buying our merch over at hamtactical.com, which is a website ran by Leia. So the designs that come out on that podcast are your ideas, but put brought to real life yes. by Leia through her, her graphic art expertise that she has. Oh,
1: expertise is that?
0: Her graphic art doings yes <laughs> that she has started just for the podcast <laughs> never been graphical artist before but now and now people- into <laughs> a position of doing
1: now somebody asked me to design their campaign t-shirt <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and
0: like uh i need to consult all of the email correspondents the yes yeah i don't think i can do this on my uh-huh. own but that's the best way to reach out to us. You can also reach us on voicemail. Yeah, Leah, do we have any voicemails?
1: Uh, we don't, but the number is okay.
0: 562-334-2389. So if you can't wait to, to stop your car and type up an email while you're listening to this podcast to correct something I've said wrong, feel free to just pull over and rant a little bit on the voicemails. With if, that said.
1: If you're wondering... What we ended up with for the design for the campaign T-shirt, mm-hmm. it is elect candidate's name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: B- better Cerritos, better tomorrow. <laughs> that's,
0: that doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> that's what happens when you design by committee. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah, I think that's what that's what it turned out being
0: i'm thinking to myself like i would have went with something somebody's name elect something if we make a couple changes things will get better
1: (laughs) elect so-and-so not completely incompetent
0: (laughs) at least i'm not wearing a robe Alexo and so, I won't steal your copies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no.
0: Alexo oh. and so, I have my own credit cards. <laughs> to buy Nike's with
1: These are inside jokes that I, I cannot even explain on,
0: on the podcast. It, it's so dumb. Our city is so dumb, full of people who you think they're like they should be really smart, but they do some real dumb things. They really do.
1: Well, I think that's everywhere, right? Please, somebody tell me that's everywhere.
0: I assume it is. All right. Yeah. What's the first email? <laughs>
1: The first email is titled, For the Preparedness Corner and Discussion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will not read this person's name because there's a PS at the end.
0: (laughs) That's the best place to put.
1: (laughs) That says, please do not say my name or call sign on the podcast. Please.
0: Put that right up. Everybody.
1: Everybody. (laughs) Right in the beginning. Leah and Josh. I found this some time ago. And it's called spherestandards.org. And it is a handbook for recovery. The question is, how would hand radio help in the long run? Or hand radio is mainly used in the short term. So I'm going to pop this uh, link open that will also be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But spherestandards.org is um, about the sphere community setting standards for humanitarian action and promoting quality and accountability. So this kind of goes alongside what we were looking at in terms of UN support for kind. like what, you know, the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Ukraine. For, right. For Ukraine. Nobody I'm so at, sorry. Nobody at sorry. us. I mean, you can at me and I'll yeah, say I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, this uh, This link actually doesn't take me to a guidebook. Oh. So... <laughs> i uh, apologize i can't delve into
0: that any deeper i mean i can answer the question which is is ham radio just for the short term or the long term sure it depends ham radio is just an ad hoc communication system if you need more robust uh communications like forward error correcting data modes ham radio has you covered if you need to do emails ham radio has you covered if you need to move data just forms ham radio is good there if you need to do voice that's fine, too. So it it just depends on what you mean. If you need a close-in repeater system for just local comms, ham radio can do that. And if you need it to run for a really long time and be off-grid, that's fine, too.
1: It sounds like ham radio is all the solutions.
0: No, it's (laughs) it's an ad hoc solution that is is air-gapped.
1: You need an Earl Grey hot?
0: It's literally air-gapped, if you think about it, if you get right
1: down. Do you think ham radio could heat up a cup of tea?
0: probably amazing but it, <laughs> it it's not that it's not that easily connected to the internet and then i know everybody's like but aprs and, blah, 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 and, and winlink yeah yeah i know but in a disaster situation not really not necessarily and yeah you can reach out but it's not that great for necessarily providing internet type connectivity on the ground and yes again i know we have Arden, and we have a, a number of high frequency things that you can set up It's somewhat disjointed and particularly from people's minds in understanding how it works. Everybody's so addicted to the internet that they don't really understand what – like I've tried to explain this to you. I was like, well, um, all these computers are networked together. And then you're like, yeah, but – so like on the internet. Like, no, no, no. Like they're just computers talking to each other. like, But why would you want to do that? (laughs) It's like, well, I mean – I got
1: I've got a cable right here. You just plug it in, my guy. To the internet. <laughs> where all the
0: where all the things are.
1: And it's and then it'll just work.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't have the internet, but you still need to exchange forms and data between computers, you can do that with ham radio. All of that is totally possible. It's just a question of clearly understanding the objectives and goals and then building out a system that will work in that capacity. And of course powering it. All right. So, yeah, Ham Radio is here for you. It always is. Well, this
1: anonymous emailer says, Josh, thank you for encouraging me to get my ham license. You're welcome. I am up to general. Life is holding back my extra. Mm. Have a great day.
0: It happens. You'll get there. Don't worry about it.
1: Oh, look, there's actually an attachment. Mm. So hang on. Is that the handbook? It is the handbook. Yay. It's called the Humanitarian Charter and Minimum Standards in a Humanitarian... Um, response. Okay. It is from 2018. So really pre panoramic stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, <clears throat> in this, it talks about uh, protection principles, core humanitarian standards, water supply, sanitation and hygiene, mm-hmm. food security and nutrition, shelter and settlement and health. So those are kind of the Uh, key topics. This is a pretty meaty handbook, so I won't go into it in detail, but I will uh, somehow get this to you. I don't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Join us on the Discord. The link is in the show notes if you'd like to follow along with what that handbook could possibly be, and we'll figure out how big is it. Do you know how big the file is? Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. We may be able to upload it to Discord. Otherwise, we can link it to Google Drive or something.
1: Sounds good. Okay. Well, thank you, anonymous emailer, for uh, that information. The next email is titled, Mormon hams. Okay. And this is from Ryan. In response to a sidetrack you took on one of Nathan's emails, Mm -hmm. as a single Mormon ham, I can assure you that even in the Mormon church, there are not very many a single lady hams. Most of the women who get their tickets do so under pestering by their husbands or fall into the hobby after watching their husbands enjoy it so much. So you're
0: saying they're just like regular women. (laughs) Wow.
1: Uh, I don't know that all regular women would (laughs) get into ham radio just because their husbands enjoyed it. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Of course, there will always be exceptions. Women just don't find radio operation all that appealing, which is ironic given how much they love to gab. Ugh. What? <laughs> That's what it says,
0: ugh. Oh, he said ugh. <laughs> yes. I thought that was you.
1: No. <laughs> well, I, I do think that...
0: Uh, women like to talk to other women When they know that they're not necessarily going to get eavesdropped on by Um, a
1: bunch of dudes. No, what I find is that the way that women congregate Mm -hmm. is over always shared um, interests, right? Sure. So that's why you get groups of moms. Right. Right. Or you get groups of crafters or plant people. Mm -hmm. Because you want to kind of know what you're going to talk about. You know? Mm -hmm. The problem with ham radio Mm -hmm. is that everybody's talking about things that we actually don't care that much about. Like radios.
0: (laughs) We get on the radio to talk about radio.
1: But also other things. Like if there were a um, unsolved crime net.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Women all over that place. (laughs) I would tune in. It could be like a war of the worlds <laughs> like situation where somebody is pretending <laughs> that there isn't. I'm just kidding, don't do this mm-hmm. on Emory. I mean,
0: Orson Welles has died, so that's not gonna.
1: Maybe in homage to him, we pretend that somebody who was living van life went disappeared, and now hams are searching for this person. And then different people contribute to the story.
0: We need like a true crime.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they improv the entire crime situation. Every the, uh, ham is yes-anding.
0: Who who's the I can't remember the guy's name. The guy who uh Bill Hader's always copying. Um, from the da- 24 from hours, hours or, or dateline. Dateline guy? Yeah. Oh, that guy. We need him. He he should be a ham. He's got the voice for Ham Radio. Let's talk to him about it. Just, what's his line or do they? <laughs> dateline. That yeah yeah, he's the dateline guy. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep.
1: Very also intense. <laughs> right. Ryan continues, "My ex-wife did start to find amateur radio somewhat interesting when she heard me run a few nets and do a few rag-chews on local repeaters. But I got the feeling she got a bit jealous over how I seemed to talk more on the radio than I did in our relationship." Oops. Just kidding. Okay. She was and still is an awesome lady. Oh,
0: Okay, nice.
1: Just wasn't the right time or circumstances. I miss her. Oh, Ryan, you go get her back.
0: <laughs> and then make her a ham radio
1: operator. No, I mean, let that go a little bit. <laughs> Just try to win her back.
0: You failed twice, Ryan. Go yeah. get her back and <laughs> get her ham radio license. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's like so self-aware, though. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think you should tell her. Just, you know, text her out of the blue, like 3 a.m. Not even <laughs> That's text. like the worst idea. Don't even, don't, don't
0: even text. Don't
1: text anything past midnight. Throw a balfang
0: through her window.
1: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: with it on. <laughs> and just hold the boombox up.
1: Wow. You're not supposed to do P- that. Yeah, you can't. You can't do that. Did you know that's against the
0: put it in low power?
1: Did you know that that's against the rules? (laughs) I knew that.
0: You did. Yeah. (laughs) Something stuck.
1: By the way, Ryan (laughs) continues. Mormons can and some do drink coffee, iced or warm coffee, and caffeine products. Mm -hmm. Shocker, I know. Like I know that
0: I'm not, but that's not funny.
1: Like I said a few months ago, <laughs> lots of misinformation out there about Mormons, or as we now prefer, saints. Really? I didn't know there was a change. We worship Christ, not Mormon. Mormon is a very important person in our church history, just like Joseph Smith. But we don't worship them. We worship Christ. That's really interesting. Huh.
0: I, don't I think do I know. Ever, I, I mean, it's, it's a form of Christianity. I never assumed that they...
1: Right, right. Yeah. Uh, But I do know a good number of Mormons. Actually, we have a Mormon church in our city. And uh, a lot of them I know are just extremely involved in community service. There's
0: an LDS church down the street.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And uh, so the... The matriarchs of those families mm-hmm. tend to be very involved in volunteering for the schools sure. and volunteering in education, which is amazing. Very active in the
0: community. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: They, none of them drink coffee. Oh, wait, are they rejecting me? Do you want to go get a coffee? No, I'm, uh, I am Mormon.
0: <laughs> Do you think they just didn't want to go
1: get a coffee with me? Yep. Wow, now my feelings are hurt. Thanks for shedding light on that, Ryan. So,
0: <laughs> subtle change to my previous idea: throw a bowfang tape to a coffee through the window, <laughs> and uh, then you just read Ryan's emails to them.
2: Wow. Over the
0: Baofeng.
1: Wow, that's a suggestion for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. To correct the 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 bonds of friendship that have been lost.
1: That's. That's exactly what they're going to love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking a window.
0: I, I want to be really fair. By the way, no, I, I understand now. I put two and two together. The Church of Latter-day Saints. 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 Yes. I so refer to them interesting. Okay, interesting. Yeah, good. But to Ryan's email, uh, yeah, there are exceptions to every rule, but the majority of Mormons I've ran into do not drink coffee. Do and not imbibe I, any caffeine.
1: And I think it's really amazing because the amount of – volunteering that these moms i know do <laughs> mm-hmm. requires a lot of energy oh yeah so i really need to know what the secret is is my, is my caffeine intake actually hurting me
0: mm-hmm. it's post them you're drinking a lot of post um, okay yeah I'm, I'm not saying ryan's wrong in the communities he's rolled in but none of the the communities where we have mormons uh, do they drink coffee I, or drink alcohol
1: right They're, yeah
0: not ever not ever Though I, From my experience.
1: There is a large amount of mom influencers out of Utah. Mm-hmm. And they do appear to love coffee. So I know that what <laughs> Ryan is saying is true.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough.
1: And they are like some of the most beautiful moms I've ever seen. Like there is definitely something about the Mormon lifestyle mm-hmm. that is creating like gorgeous women out of Utah.
0: <laughs> we should move on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: <laughs> Ryan, Thank you, Ryan.
1: <laughs> Ryan continues. Leia, I hope somehow I or someone out in your area can arrange for a tour of one of our storehouses and cannery facilities. The best one is in Salt Lake, but there are regional storehouses in various areas throughout the USA, including several in California and the world.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm also fairly certain the one in salt lake city is probably the best Yeah, Mm. that makes sense
1: we're gonna have to go to salt lake see see the best cannery
0: it's pretty awesome like when you drive down there and you see like the the mormon tabernacle it's it's amazing
1: you're telling me that they didn't take this opportunity to make their building look like a mason jar
0: no (laughs) (laughs) no it does not
1: if if I were gonna open a
0: can, right, take that crystal 100%, cathedral.
1: One hundred percent, it is gonna look like a mason jar. <laughs> I might even make it so that, like, depending on the season, it looks like a different thing that was canned. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's
2: so, ridiculous. so good,
0: <laughs> so good. This month <laughs> we canned a can <laughs> in the can. A smaller can. So that's this month.
1: <laughs> the, Tune in next month. The, the, I mean, probably uh, I, I would do like peaches because peaches canned look very mm-hmm. beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But like at least Not like one month chicken. out of the year. I was going to say whole chicken.
0: That's the worst. But this month, botulism. <laughs> Like it, they always Thanksgiving time, just a turkey, just a whole turkey.
1: You know what's really wild about canning, though? There are very strict rules. Oh yeah, to prevent botulism and yeah, other foodborne if diseases, you're
0: meat and things like that. Yeah.
1: But then when you follow any like uh, canning influencer, <laughs> that's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> a can canning influencer. content creator.
0: Canning content creator.
1: They will all do something and preemptively say, I know that this is not how they tell you to do it in the book, but this is how I do it. We've never gotten sick. Don't at me. (laughs) Yeah. And it's because everybody has the way that they grew up. Yep you know, being taught by their family to do. And they know it's safe because nobody ever died.
0: (laughs) With your sample size of five, I don't know that that's what I want to (laughs) base a statistical, you know, uh, sample size off of. I have seen this in like literally every YouTube video that talks about canning. Yeah. Uh, It is, you're so right. And it cracks me up every time. You shouldn't do it
1: like this. (laughs) Or I I do it like this. You do what you're comfortable with. disclaimer. Disclaimer, disclaimer. (laughs) Also, because they just don't know how somebody who's new to canning could really F something up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they have all of their, you know, methodologies ready. They know what they're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. But a noob canner, it's like a botulized. Is that a word? <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs> <just confirmed> botulism.
1: <laughs> all right, well. Ryan signs off. Love, love to you both. Cheers, Ryan. Thank K-0 you, 0 ctr
0: As much as we may joke, I have no disrespect for Mormons at all. I really respect them. We, I think you know we both do. Yeah, absolutely. Just our, our constant uh, praising of their preparedness background and their strong ties in the community. So yeah. poking a little fun.
1: But I do actually really appreciate the clarification.
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Because we never want to offend.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I'll send Ryan an email every time I see a Mormon drink coffee. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep sending you TikToks.
0: <laughs> no check, no, I check to, this out. <laughs> I have to see them in real life. A Mormon in the world. Look wild. at the
1: Starbucks on this one. <laughs> Like on this, look at the Starbucks on this beautiful Mormon woman.
0: I'm just going to stand up from a Starbucks. I'm like, oh, she's got long sleeves on and a ankle high skirt. I'm going to ask her if she's Mormon.
1: No, that's just the current trend no. at
0: Target. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the whole thing. <laughs> yes. yes. It was like prairie fashion that like yeah, got super big again. And you're like, what's going on here? I
1: bought in. Yeah, you yeah. it. Yeah, I did. I like it. it modest. <laughs> it's modest.
0: It's modest. Okay. All right. What are we in? One email? Did we make it through one? Two. Wow. (laughs) Look at that.
1: Uh, The next email is titled Sound Options. And this is from Misha. Hello, one star Admiral Leia and Captain Josh. (laughs) Take that.
2: Okay. All
1: right. Thank you, Michelle. I'm honored. Two weeks ago, you were seeking new noises or salutes for people's good performances. Well, at my ham club, some referred to me as the junk collector, and others refer to me as scrapper. Junk collector, because if I see something amazing in the trash with permission, I will help myself. Scrapper, because I helped our club acquire and move an HP 3000 mainframe computer, which is for a bit over 52 weeks, we uh, defiled for, defiled, I I think he means defiled, for amazing HP HQ parts. Okay. Very cool. I really like that, too, because that's super eco-friendly.
0: Oh, yeah. And there's a ton right. of great components. Yeah. Particularly the older stuff.
1: Reuse before you recycle. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally looking at a poster I have in my office. You literally that- are.
0: It's behind me. <laughs> I had to turn around right now.
1: I made that poster. It's the four R's for, for eco-responsibility. It's reuse, recycle, reduce, and rot. Yeah, I, that's a
0: new R for me. <laughs> yeah.
1: I uh, had to make that happen. Okay, because I compost. Yeah, <laughs> you know. All right.
0: <laughs> One day we'll talk about your compost.
1: One we we've talked about my compost. It's great. It's
0: the open pit in the backyard that the children throw things into.
1: Ew! Did they do that?
0: Yeah, you tell them to. Oh,
1: oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Food scraps. I tell them to do that all the time. Yeah, okay. It it's like a never ending pit though, because it just keeps breaking down. Man, the soil that that thing
0: makes is going to be amazing. I am gonna... Or toxic?
1: Do you not understand composting? I just
0: don't know what the kids have thrown in there in addition to anything else.
1: It's going to be fine, promise. I All Edison right, well, got Misha, that
0: combo pack brake cleaner. One day that he was
1: <laughs> and he was like, this looks compostable. <laughs> All right, Misha continues. Note on a previous letter early in January. If nothing else, it would be nice to be able to download your logo for a small fee for creation of our custom shirts. Huh. Um, Probably uh, not going to do that, only because I don't want it to be confusing Yeah. about where people would get something. Because, like, what if you make something super awesome with a logo? (laughs) I can't find somebody to do the same thing. (laughs) And now everybody is very upset that they can't have the same thing.
0: I kind of don't understand the context, so I won't assume... It's a bad thing, but...
1: No, I under, I understand the purpose, but...
0: Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that one. It's true. No offense. It just... Yeah.
1: Hey, Misha, just tell me what you want made. Yeah. Because I actually just got SPF shirts made. And then we'll send you
0: one for free. Mm. If you... Uh, I don't think I mentioned that in the beginning. I mentioned ham Yeah. But if you send us a merch idea and we make the merch from your idea, even if it was just like a passing thought...
1: I'm pretty sure Eric we'll Rouse... Uh, was the last winner of a shirt because he came up with radioactive. Misha continues, Anywho, back to my first thought, I recorded some noise as I was smacking a damaged Sabian 24-inch cymbal that you could clip and play as an acknowledgement for great success. I used a few common items such as a Vibroplex bug base, still functioning 100%, Costco glasses box, and a functioning Kenwood Mike 641A MC Cam Contact Cleaner can about 70% full CFC-propelled contents, (laughs) an aluminum CNC-milled drafting ruler, and a Baofeng plastic case from a failed unit. If the track doesn't play well, I can try again as the symbol hasn't, as of now, been incorporated into the reflector of an antenna. (laughs) I'd use a gong, but the symbol is what I have. I acquired it as scrap. It was cracked before I drilled a hole at the top of the crack and soldered it. (laughs) Now they're all in one file. Take care. Misha VE9GIS slash VE1GIS advanced. Learning Morse code slowly as I need that to get a a CEPT for if I choose to travel to Europe. Mm-hmm. That's and there's European a recording
0: lists. Okay. by the way everybody if you want to hit uh, me up for drops to add to the show just email me at hoshnossi at gmail.com and just put the subject title as drops and then you can just drop it there and then I'll get it and I can upload it for uh, using on the podcast here's the audio
3: okay noise ideas for your um your uh, great award stuff here's a symbol being hit with a Kenwood microphone
0: Good. Nice. Crispy.
3: Hurts a little. A symbol being hit by a metal uh, drafting ruler. I like that.
0: Mhm. Okay. Very metallic.
3: Mm. A symbol being hit with large plastic block.
2: Ooh.
0: And... <laughs>
3: Bright. A symbol being hit with a vibroplex.
1: Ah, it's a real depth of
0: sound there. It's meaty. Um, (laughs)
3: It's
0: got botulism.
3: A symbol being hit with contact cleaner. That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: It's got a long ride on it, too. Mm -hmm, mm That's a nice.
3: A symbol being
0: hit with Costco glasses box. I I, I just like the random stuff (laughs) that he's just hitting things with.
1: Well, thank you, Misha. Misha, And you know what? Dear listener, tell us which one you prefer. We're going to let you pick.
0: Tell us in the podcast chat in the discord though yeah maybe we'll a, throw a, a bunch p- of emails i like the wolverine hit the thing with the metal thing
1: maybe we'll throw a poll up
0: yeah there you go okay oh i like that we'll and do then. can we do polls i'm assuming we can't it's discord can yeah do
1: i don't know uh, evan can we do polls <laughs> <laughs> evan's not even listening <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know.
2: laughs>
1: all right thank you so much misha i appreciate the effort of uh making just the perfect Symbol sound and uh, good luck studying your Morse code. You
0: know, there are many types of symbols,
1: yeah. I mean, there's a whole font file for those, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like crash symbols and ride symbols. And yeah, you choose different types of the Left same right type depending drums. on if you like jazz or you're playing jazz versus rock and roll, right? It's very interesting. Drums is very interesting, uh it's not even you can't call it an instrument percussion would be the right term
1: i like to hit things i like
0: to hit things with sticks <laughs> so edison's going to be a, an amazing percussionist in the future
1: he's actually pretty good on the piano
0: i'm not i yeah he just he, voluntarily plays it too which is the craziest part
1: yeah and then he he actually kind of plays like on his own what he thinks sounds good it's not bad mhm yeah pretty good so the next email is titled T-Shirt Idea, and this is from Don. CW, embrace the fear. Okay. Is, it, is CW scary?
0: Uh, your first couple of times, for sure. Huh. Yeah.
1: I talked to Josh about it on the live stream chat, so if he wrote it down differently, his version is correct.
0: <laughs> no, because particularly for people starting out in, in Morse code, the first couple of contacts, I mean, if you think about it, it's like telling people it's just like all the contacts you've made before but this time it's in a foreign language
1: amazing you know what i mean like yeah. it's,
0: it's it's very challenging and it's not you can't use your mouth for it can't use your mouth part
1: did da. see i did it did, did, did da.
0: that was an i and an a
1: fantastic <laughs> don signs off best regards don n5 skt thank you don if we make one you are getting one the next email is titled, hashtag sweet ideas, mm, with and, a Z. Yes, oh, fantastic.
0: <laughs> I would have thrown it out if it didn't have a Z at the end.
1: <laughs> this is from Eric, Leia, Small story. My wife and I met on an active duty, uh, on active duty in the U.S. Army. We were both blessed with serving in and deploying with. Uh, the wonderful 101st Airborne Air Assault Division and have been together for 18 years. Wow. Congratulations, Congratulations. Eric. She is supportive of my radio hobby and understands preparedness. She is, however, not wanting to test into ham radio anytime soon. I work in IT from home, and she is a government contractor, so every weekday morning, I send her and the kids off, and I hand her a hot coffee for the road until she can refill at her office. I've been collecting various travel mugs to give her in rotation every day, and also am ready with one of her favorite IPAs at the end of the day. Wow. You are a good spouse, Eric.
0: (laughs) That is very good.
1: Yeah, I can't tell you how happy I get when Josh just hands me a full cup of iced water. <laughs> That's
0: it can't be just water. It can't be water. I like, it is water, but yeah. it has to have ice in it. Yes. It's not it, it won't special. even register on your meter if it doesn't have exactly. ice.
1: Exactly. With this in mind, it would be great if I could give her an HRCC travel mug in the morning and an HRCC silicone pint glass with her favorite IPA in the evening. While this is a bit of a selfish request, I think these will be fruitful additions to the Ham Tactical lineup since you reference both coffee and beer on the site and on the YouTube channel and the podcast. Mm-hmm. Eric. Eric. We already have an HRCC travel mug mm. and pint glasses.
0: I think he wanted silicone pint glasses, though. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that yeah. the silicone exists, but we definitely have everything else. There's there's actually a page for drinkware.
1: Yes, uh, and heads up, actually, it's under uh,
0: mugs, by the way.
1: Excellent. So heads up, though, uh, beer steins are getting discontinued. What? Yeah. Oh, beer by steins. By April. So if you wanted to get Why? one of those, What happened? Um are not even on the site. The beersteins
0: It's not even on the site.
1: Oh, maybe it already got pulled then. Mm. What a bummer. Wow. So uh, congratulations, everyone who got a beerstein Limited supply, <laughs> limited edition <laughs> item. Yeah, right our production there. partner is just discontinuing them because not a lot of people buy beersteins, steins. My guess is... The silly business reason.
0: <laughs> we don't sell any of these things.
1: But you should keep them because I want them. No. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> I'm like, all right. Erica, so go ahead, hop on to Ham Tactical. See see what you find. Like, really, they'll look under uh, drinkware. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be helpful for yeah, you. Specifically. Eric signs off. I want to thank you and your family for everything you do for Ham Radio and your support of a preparedness mindset.
0: Oh, we thank you so much. Thank you. And thank
1: you for listening. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Eric. KC9TJJ. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, good luck getting your uh, wife to test into Ham Radio. Good luck. You can do it. Mm -hmm. I I guess Josh could give you some tips.
0: Start a podcast. Wow.
1: That's the first thing you do. Uh, So the next email is titled T-shirt question. And this is from Rola. Unfortunately, Rola's email includes this massive disclaimer at the bottom (laughs) that says the information contained in this email, including any attachments, is confidential.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay.
1: So uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Roland. I'm going to have to skip your
0: email. We're not I've been getting sued.
1: Threatened with some legalese. Nope. <laughs> Great t shirt idea, though. I,
0: if we make it,
1: I don't know what I can say about it.
0: That's
1: it. <laughs> I can't make it. He oh. has, He has, in essence, because it is confidential oh. it cannot be replicated.
0: Can't. This shirt can't be. Oh, me. yeah, because it's got all of that's confidential, including the contents of the email. It's true. Yikes. Thanks, Rola. I appreciate the effort.
1: (laughs) The next email is titled, "Ham Radio Inspiration. Mm. Read this on the podcast.
0: Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a minefield of an episode. This is from Jake. Good job, Leia, in dodging the the many chances that we could have gotten into lawsuit territory, offended people for putting a postscript. Amazing. Man, you're doing a great job. Thank you. You earned a glass of ice water today.
1: You I don't have
0: one. You we're not done yet.
1: Oh, okay.
0: You're gonna work at it.
1: Yeah, wow. Gotta earn something that they give you for free in prison, but that's fine.
0: (laughs) Five ice cubes is what you're working with right now. Let's see if we can get it higher.
1: How do I get the whole thing? ice cubes and then just water on top of
0: it. Was it. that good for you? I
1: love that that's so like, much. That's like and that's the most luxuri- water. It's
0: the most luxurious. That's because you dr- grew up drinking like Vietnamese coffee where the whole thing is just ice and then you just slowly sip it for like four hours as the ice melts. Mm. No, that's mm. not.
1: Yes. But you really need it to be crushed like because cubes don't work very well in right. Vietnamese coffee because it takes too long to melt.
0: Right. You need the little little pebble ice yeah it's like sonic delicious Mm -hmm.
1: all right well jake says dear josh and leia the ham radio dynamic duo thank you i wanted to say thank you josh for getting me into ham radio
0: you're welcome or i'm sorry (laughs) i don't know how the email is going to go at this point
1: (laughs) I have always been familiar with ham radio. It was not until I heard you on the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast did I take an interest in it. That was probably about two years ago. I started watching your YouTube channel, which piqued my interest even more. Fast forward to 2021 when I started taking it more seriously and started studying for the technician exam. I received my technician in July of last year.
0: That was loud. Congratulations. that amped up from the last uh, Symbol uh, uh, song that we played.
1: (laughs) Uh, I hope that was a great wake-up call for everyone.
0: Congratulations. (laughs)
1: Congratulations, Jake. I put off getting a radio until January of this year because money was tight when I bought a Baofeng UV5R with a Signal Stuff antenna and a Yaesu 29. Eight zero R with a GP three common antenna. Cool. When I got on the air, I fell in love with ham radio right off the bat. I started tuning into a local net in my town on Tuesday nights, and it has been amazing. I studied for my general and received my general ticket on March fourteenth, twenty twenty
0: two. Much more reasonable.
1: Congratulations, Congratulations. Jake. I am now on the hunt for an HF radio, but that might be on hold for a bit since I have a baby boy on the way. Mm. Can we button that one too? Sim- baby. Symbol smash. <laughs> Congratulations on the baby.
0: Wait, I, ha- I got one for that. Let me spend your money. <laughs> it's a baby. Yeah, it's true. It's been three weeks since I've been waiting to push that button.
1: Wow. Oh, it's
0: been sitting there this whole time.
1: <laughs> and you did it for a baby.
0: I did because literally that is spending <laughs> money.
1: Signing off. I love the podcast and live videos. I always enjoy watching them on my lunch break at work. I have learned so much from them. My favorite of your live streams are the Halloween ones.
0: No way. Those are the worst. Nobody watches them. But it's such a passion project of mine. I do it and I'm like, I don't know why I'm working so hard. Nobody's going to watch this. It's my lowest viewed videos. But I just love doing it so much.
1: Well, you you found your audience. Oh,
0: thank you for watching. I really do appreciate that.
1: Jake said he particularly likes the talk about pirate radio stations yeah i'm hoping i can catch the broadcast of war of the Worlds next october
0: dude that was so cool that was so cool they they're actually oh it's so cool and you can hear that i i there's nothing that you, you know the story about that right yeah that when they went live with it people thought it was real thought it was real oh, for real. sure That's but what- if you go back and listen to it you can totally understand why, because during the show, they like cut away to field correspondents. Yes. That are, you know, still in the radio studio, right, doing radio, but they're pretending like they're out on the town. And there's one that where the guy's like getting into an altercation with another guy. It is awesome it is war of the worlds is such a cool thing to listen to and and the quality if you get a good it's so good it's so much fun
1: this is why i think my fictional unsolved crime net would be a hit (laughs) i mean everybody just yes ands through the whole thing
0: (laughs) i mean i don't know why you couldn't do that You'd still have to follow the same rules, like you'd still have to like let the repeater go because I mean we do talks where I'll talk you know on the repeater for what feels like forty five minutes. There's no reason why you couldn't do all the little radio drama things on a repeater.
1: I love it already. Somebody hit me up when this net happens, or did they <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, that's, Jake, that's curious because we could definitely use the. Well, uh, yeah, I could ask some questions on that one, but that's something. Who will you ask? A foley guy. A
1: foley guy. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, Do you know what way. a foley guy yeah, is? Yeah, let me help you.
0: Yes, you. Got, you're the foley guy. <laughs> Make sure you get some celery. Yeah. You know what celery is for? It's for bone breaking. <laughs> yeah. It's cr- yeah. yeah. Oh, I love, I love good love. Foley guys
1: work. are the uh, original ASMR people. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hot takes from Leia.
1: <laughs> All right, well, Jake signs off. <laughs> I bought my general t-shirt right after I saw I had passed. Well, thank you so much. 73, and keep up the
0: great work. Congratulations again.
1: KI5QXJ. Huge congrats. Very exciting. Big deal.
0: Good job. Now you can get on HF when you're ready. Because you got that baby. That's true. You had to go and make a baby. What? Get in the way of ham radio. (laughs) You have two children. (laughs) I made bad decisions.
1: children are lovely they're all
0: right sometimes
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're, you're just i'm just mad because they stole all that candy out of my office God. just one of them though.
1: i hid that candy in a box that was labeled biking for months before they pieced it together and do you know how i found out that they knew
0: this just wrappers in the box no
1: edison pulled the whole box out Smiling, ear to ear, holding the box, going, brother, look.
0: So bad. He he went in and he unwrapped all the Smarties. Yeah. And put them in a bowl and hid them in his room. I'm like, what? where did these come from? It's like, what are you are you trying to recreate grandma's candy dish live? Or like, what are we doing here exactly? I'm like, what why would I don't understand. Why that was the idea. Like, just steal the wrapped up ones and hide them. You don't like have plausible deniability. It's like, well, I found it this way.
2: (laughs) I found a bowl of
0: candy. I
1: don't know who put all of these smarties here. Definitely my brother. (laughs) I think he actually gets immense joy from unwrapping things, though. I, I, I don't know that it's he wants to eat every piece of candy. He just wants to unwrap it and have so much of something, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then eat it all.
1: Did he eat it all?
0: No, because I caught him.
1: Yeah, and then did you flush it down the toilet like the the, the bad like things?
0: Rugs? Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: Or goldfish.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I did not. Did you eat it all? <laughs> I ate some of them. The bowl is now in my office.
1: Smarties are the worst.
0: They're like the Sweet Tart ones. They're, the, they're, they're, they're terrible. Sweet kids. Tart's are pretty good. Smarties are horrible. They're like a step above Necco wafers.
1: Necco wafers are chalk. <laughs> Literally. I have I have
0: done street art with Necco wafers.
1: Ben was so thrilled he found York Peppermint patty.
0: <laughs> yeah, that bag's got some in there. I remember. Yeah. And then
1: he was like, Mom, I'm saving this for
0: you. Well, see then
1: Yeah. See, Ben's also a joy.
0: Ben is a joy.
1: Is also a joy. Ben is a joy.
0: <laughs> I, I know what I said.
1: <laughs> Edison is like so much fun though. He comes
0: up with just the craziest idea. Let's go into daddy's office and steal stuff.
1: <laughs> see, that is yeah. crazy a crazy idea it is it's
0: crazy living on the edge in some cases
1: and the only reason that like ben is not doing things is because edison's already done it for him
0: <laughs> fair enough yeah.
1: all right the next email is titled antenna review and this is from seamus
0: okay seamus
1: hello Leia and josh hope you are both having a great week HF bands have been open nicely over the last few weeks, and I'm loving cycle 25. Which brings me to my main thoughts regarding antennas. Okay. While it would be nice to have space or a piece of property for larger antennas, such as dipoles and fed long wires and the like, some of us live in apartment complexes or condos that have limited space. Mm-hmm. And this is like more and more common, right? Oh, yeah. I live in an apartment on the third floor, but have a south-facing view, about forty feet up. This makes putting up antennas quite difficult. So a few years ago, I decided to give the Shark Sticks a try.
0: Okay. These hamsticks, ha- yep.
1: These hamsticks are made by a few other firms as well, but I declined to try, uh, to try the Shark brand. I have a 5-inch mag mount from MFJ on my black steel balcony rail and have all of the shark sticks fitted with quick disconnects. Oh. So when I want to change a band, I simply go out on my deck and disconnect the other antenna, adding the new band I want to operate on. I have each of these bands cut to the right SWR, But I have to confess that because of my high noise floor in this apartment complex, I use my 7300 and 991A internal tuners, which do a pretty good job of helping drop some of that noise. I have to say that this antenna setup has been absolutely wonderful for me. They take up little space, can hardly be seen from anywhere, and easily changed when necessary. Mm -hmm. As the metal railing is the ground plane, there's no need for a counterpoise, and it works wonderfully. That's actually quite brilliant.
0: Yeah, I'm curious how he has it set up so that it can sit vertically. Does he have a picture of it or anything?
1: No. Okay. During last Saturday's wonderful solar numbers, I netted 29 contacts on FT8 and SSB in a few hours with 10 countries netted.
0: Wow. That's impressive. That's very impressive. Good for you.
1: I know these are usually meant for more mobile use. Now, they do work well in a base station situation. Mm Mm-hmm. I also use them for running my Yaesu FT-818 QRP rig when going to parks, the Mm -hmm. beach, or summits. Nice. Very Mm multi-use. Yes, they are vertically polarized and a little more difficult to use, but doing an admirable job in the circumstances. They don't get a ton of attention in the ham world because of their limited use and that vertical polarization on HF. But sure makes a lot of fun to operate from my little apartment.
0: I don't think that they get less attention. In fact, they've they've had kind of a resurgence because of POTA. There are guys who just run a mag mount on their roof and they put a hamstick up on there, generally 20 or 40, and they activate their entire time POTA with them. For you, it makes perfect sense because you got a metal railing that apparently acts as a good ground plane for all of them. That's perfect that's that's great that's mm-hmm. exactly what they're designed for so Leia to put some some uh flavoring on top of this mag mounts depending on which one you get can go from anywhere from like i don't know 30 to like 60 70 bucks for like a really good one okay and then each hamstick is maybe 35 40 bucks wow so you can just get like a whole quiver full of them um, basically for all the bands you want to operate on for really relatively inexpensive. That's
1: really smart. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they're good stuff. And Shark uh, Hamsticks is made in the USA.
1: Fantastic. That's mm-hmm. even better. Yep. Seamus continues, currently I'm trying to lower my noise floor even more uh, with adding toroids and some other filter options. I've already dropped the noise floor by three S units and working on the best that I can. Mm-hmm. Not much I can do, with other people's apartments around me.
0: No, yeah that that's gonna be a that's gonna be problematic. Yeah.
1: And with 10, 12, and fifteen meters opening up more, it's becoming much easier to operate worldwide communications with lower power and smaller antennas. Mm-hmm. This works great with these hamsticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seamus signs off. Have an amazing week, and I hope all is well. Thank you so much for all you both do and. And what about doing the podcast on video for YouTube so we can see both of you? 73 from Hazel Dell. Oh, I'm sorry. 73 from Seamus and 7MYW.
0: Uh, probably unlikely for the video stuff because the podcast is like four hours long and we do it over the course of two days.
1: <laughs> yeah. Plus, it, like, no matter what you uh, put on YouTube, it takes actually a bit of editing. The editing of the podcast is much easier than editing video.
0: Um, no, I mean, I, I've got the live streams down pretty easy, but it's all overhead if you think about it. Mm, it's mm. just more time to be able to do anything. You know, I guess
1: we could I, do the podcast where you just watch our, um, our cocktail glasses or our beer glasses go down.
0: <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun.
1: And then refilling.
0: <laughs> but it's over the course of two days. So if you tune in for the first day, you like don't finish anything. You know what I mean? So it's like there's no point in doing it.
1: Oh, I see what you mean.
0: I I I don't know. I would I would think that it doesn't
1: have to do be a live stream, it could just be a video upload. I'm
0: not gonna edit all that together. That's what I just said. <laughs> I think he meant live stream though.
1: No, he said video on YouTube.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. All right.
1: That's Sorry about now. that, Seamus. <laughs> Sorry, Seamus. The ne- the next email is titled, Answers to my question from last week. Okay. And this is from our resident Cougar Gold Ah, cheese smoker, mm-hmm. Adam. He we need bra- to buy
0: some more. I think we're out. We're, no, we're definitely out of Cougar's Gold. I need another he
1: braves the cold to make deliciousness. Mm-hmm. Though, Adam, I, I have a question for you because I thought of you. Mm -hmm. When I saw this video of somebody making smoked cream cheese, what they did was they took a block of cream cheese, Mm -hmm. they scored it. Scored it? Yeah, they scored it into diamonds. And then they covered it with some kind of like voodoo seasoning. It's like a spicy seasoning. Okay. And then they put it on uh, aluminum foil. Okay. And then put it in their smoker. It was like an egg smoker at like I want to say two smoker,
3: like you know the
1: no the ceramic egg smokers. Okay, and I think they put it on at two hundred.
0: Okay, that seems way high
1: for two hours. It did not melt. It you know it dried out a little bit. I think the uh, the seasoning kind of helped it form a little bit of a a shell kind of thing mm-hmm. but it looked delicious so huh you know i could i could do this we've got a smoker
0: it doesn't go down to 200
1: oh i can't do this mm-hmm. well adam you do it and you tell us how delicious it
0: is i feel like 200 is too high for cheese
1: no i think it's okay okay yeah it's it's like around like dehydrating temperature okay Well, Adam says, Josh and Leia, with the price of fuel going up and needing to get back after picking up a half beef before it thawed out, I didn't get to extend my drive to finish off last week's podcast yet. I have a feeling that it will be Wednesday evening with some earbuds while I take my FFA parliamentary procedure team to their first competition of the year. By the way, I may be the only one that was straight busting my side laughing during your guys' banter about Robert's rules a few weeks back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You'd be surprised at the number of people who know Robert's rules.
0: Oh, there's a lot of people who do. Like all the people are like student unions and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this goes down with like compound fractions and, and all those crazy algebra math things that I'll never have to do again.
1: What's like really astounding to me is the number of people who are In public office where they don't get it their meetings are run by robert's (laughs) rules of order and they're like there is literally a motion (sighs)
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that you are supposed to be voting on you cannot continue talking about it the motion was made and
0: seconded you can't make a new motion after there's a motion already on the table
1: that's exactly what happened
0: i know (laughs) that's always what
1: happens (laughs) you need to vote you can vote no and then go back.
0: You can go back.
1: Yeah. You got to
0: go back. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to go back. Yeah. So there's point, an esoteric point, term no one's going to know. Point of order. Point of order. You got to go back.
1: <laughs> well, uh, good luck to your FFA parliamentary procedure team competition. Mm-hmm. That sounds like it is so much fun.
0: <laughs> I don't even know. That's Future Farmers Association ffa
1: yes but parliamentary procedure team
0: i didn't know there was a farmer's parliament i did
1: that's that's like so they wear
0: powdered wigs?
1: that's so many things that i like because (laughs) i both like farms and i also like parliamentary procedures (laughs) so i am looking forward to some videos i don't know what's (laughs)
0: happening anymore is this like a british farm
1: Are these (laughs) barristers?
0: Oh no. Anyways, I
1: just wanted to thank you. uh, All for the community. You two work so hard to cultivate. After my question last week about spacing on a fan dipole, another podcast listener reached out to me with a solution.
0: Okay, here we go.
1: I love you guys so much. Thank that you. That is exactly the whole thing. Thank you for filling
0: yes. in when I don't know the answer.
1: Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Yes. Yes.
1: He sent me a picture of his setup and explained exactly how he spaced the wires. And I have to say, I think it's pretty ingenious. Mm -hmm. Cheap paint sticks to hold the space and zip ties to hold the wire. This is a super low cost solution that fits right up my alley. So thank you, Charlie KI5KBN. Also, right after that, the Google machine must be eavesdropping again. A video Dave Kassler did about fan dipoles popped
0: up. Nice. I, I uh, paint sticks are going to be really light, but I feel like they'll deteriorate over time, particularly up north mm. with the rain. Mm. Do you have a better solution? Like PVC pipe or plastic?
1: Okay. All right.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, you could cut a PVC pipe in half. Or just have a strip of plastic that you drill holes through that are a little bit larger than the diameter of the wire. Okay. And then you can space the holes out appropriately and then feed the wire through.
1: Look at you having ideas now that somebody else had ideas.
0: I just don't know what the, the <laughs> distance is between the elements. I can tell you all kinds of ideas of how to, like, tool it out.
1: Sure. All right, Diresta. Between the two, yeah, I think I was me... <laughs>
0: That set. was such a disappointment, that Netflix show.
1: Okay, so Josh has previously just watched so much jimmy Duresta.
0: Duresta on youtube was one of my fi- he was one of the first like
1: makers
0: but particularly in the area of have lathe will make videos with like yeah
1: and just amazing craftsmanship
0: ridiculous like osha violation level of bandsaw usage <laughs> at any one time just but but a, but a complete artist the dude carves with a bandsaw which yeah. like free form carving with a bandsaw just scares the crap out of me. But the guy's like a master and he's got all these videos and they're all like his he his personality comes out via the video making, not mm-hmm. via him talking. You know right. what I mean? Like you can kind of see it in his shop and all that stuff. But then th- he made a Netflix show. And I watched him for so long, I kind of know what his shop looks like from the videos. Right. And then they're like, here's my shop. And it's a set. It's a video set.
1: Aww.
0: And I'm like, this is – and it's clean. And no, like super bright that, lights and all that. And I'm like, this is that the is shop. not – This is not yeah. Diresta. This is not – When you like, see a
1: clean shop, that is somebody who doesn't make stuff often. Literally. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, Literally. You, and your I'm shop like, has
1: to be like, I am in the middle of a project and then we'll also start the middle of another project. And right. and like, I'm not cleaning this up because no. I'm just going to have to cle- keep cleaning it up.
0: Right, 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 right. And then the like hook of the whole thing is, no, we put up a video of kids asking us to build stuff. And the first episode was like a Tyrannosaurus Rex that shoots tacos out of its mouth. Yeah. And I'm like, the one of the first... The rest of videos that I fell in love with was his old making a, a, a an old school grandpa's pocket knife, a buck yeah. lock back pocket knife into mm-hmm. a switchblade. Yeah, and I was like, this is what people want. And, and I'm well, like, no, we want Tronosaurus that shoots tacos. And I'm like, that's. That's no, not what no. we want.
1: <laughs> Especially because he is like a craftsman level maker.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You like, know? Like the whole thing. The whole nine yards.
1: And that's what was like really engaging about his channel. You could just, you sat there just mesmerized as yeah. this thing is coming together and how beautifully it's being made. And now he's like putting together plywood pieces for a dinosaur.
0: Yeah. And then he's got other so guys. I'm so sorry,
1: and, Jimmy Deresta. And then half the like, other guys, I'm like,
0: I don't know who. Who these guys are where do these guys come from I, like blink twice if you need help <laughs> like, do you need does rescue netflix? from the torontosaurus yeah. no. no
1: no no do you need rescue from netflix
0: i dude i don't yeah know, but i i hope he, he 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 definitely deserves a big check i hope he got a big check and i hope he's he's like loving life right now but it's i'll keep watching him on youtube That's I just, what i'll say i that.
1: just wonder like how he got roped into it and, like, how demoralizing <laughs> the show is for him to do. I don't know,
0: but I couldn't get through one episode of it. Love it, you, Jimmy, but don't love the show.
1: And, I, I mean, I'm sure kids will like it. Yeah.
0: I, I'm there, it's okay. You don't have to make something for me. You, I've got the YouTube. I it's love true. your YouTube videos. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of that show. You've probably got an audience for that. And... Instilling the growth of makerism with kids is a valiant effort. So if that if that sparks interest in that group, more power to you. True story. That's a good that's a good twist on something I don't like is to appreciate. Jar Jar Binks was not for me. Jar Jar Binks is for kids. Yeah. Star Wars is a kids movie. I hate the first uh, episodes one through three. Yeah. They're not for me. They're for kids.
1: They're not for you.
0: Non. Eloquent, nuanced children like I was growing up with R2D2 and C3PO. Those far were for superior, kids. superior. I was a child. Yeah. Far superior comic relief than Jar Jar Bings.
1: Actually, I thought C3PO was pretty annoying too. So
0: that was kind of the point. Yeah. So that R2D2 and had like an Abbott and Costello thing going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you think Jar Jar might have been better with a straight man?
0: Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably anybody.
1: This also explains your Uh, your love of- Having
0: a sounding board of child Anakin Skywalker. Probably (laughs) not good. He could not yes and to Jar Jar's Issa poo-poo when he steps in it.
1: (laughs) This also explains your love of Penn and Teller, so.
0: (laughs) Well, Penn is his own sounding board. (laughs) He can have a two-part conversation with himself. Anyway. I digress.
1: Adam continues, between the two, I think I am set. I will drop a link at the bottom of the email. Once again, thank you for all you do. 73 Adam W-A-7 C-U-G Go Cougs. Go
0: Cougs. Thanks, Adam.
1: P.S. Also, WSU Creamery just came out with their limited edition spring run of new flavor. It is red pepper and garlic. Oh! If it lends itself well to a smoke, I will have to ship you down a sample. We're actually just going to buy some. Yeah, we're probably just going to buy it. Go ahead. Just do it right now. Execute. (laughs) Execute purchase. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Adam. And uh, thank you, Charlie, for helping Adam out with that. Um, And Dave Kessler. Yeah. Thank you, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Dave Kassler makes a lot of really good videos.
1: The next email is titled "Knock on Doors with Caution," of course. <laughs> I have to be really
0: careful though. Dave Kassler makes really good videos on everything, except for the DX command.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened with Callum? Is there an update?
0: And he's got a new channel, and he's just—he didn't get ahead his old channel. Nope. channel pe- oh, I, don't, I don't think I don't think he's gonna get it that's back. That's heartbreaking. Yeah.
1: Oh man, Google Callum. don't play.
0: Google don't play.
1: I mean, Google does play.
0: Not anymore. They got rid of Google Play. Yeah.
1: (laughs) There's still a Play Store.
0: No, Google Play used to be its own app. There's a Play Store, but Google Play was specifically for like videos and stuff. Oh. It's like merged into something else now. Oh,
1: kind of like Google Plus. That also went away.
0: There's a ton of things that Google has like spawned and then has discontinued over time.
1: Yeah, there are like they won't even pick up. There's
0: a website that just shows all the graveyard products that they've they've discontinued.
1: Yeah, because they'll take a product that they think will make like a hundred million and be like, no, cut that. That's not enough money. So <laughs> like, every
0: time. But then they'll go with crazy hairball ideas that don't have any like profit. Like
1: every doodle.
0: <laughs> like, every doodle. Like, what is every doodle? Uh, it's a every dictionary. <laughs> That sucks. (laughs) But Pictionary already sucks. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, I
1: mean like every Google doodle on the home screen. Oh,
0: yeah. Get rid of that.
1: (laughs) I like that.
0: You are the only one.
1: I I think it's like so nice to be reminded of things that would otherwise be forgotten. You know, they really... The
0: Wayback Machine exists. You can Wayback Google.
1: I'd I'd have to remember when to Wayback to, but... When you go to Google, it's like this day is important because of this that you didn't know, you ignorant jerk. <laughs>
0: because nobody <laughs> like, goes to the Google homepage anymore. I I do, just to, just, to do? Yeah, just to see you the Google. You still do? Yeah, you still do? Like yeah. this is a thing you do? You go to Google dot com like non ironically today. What day? Is
1: today? <laughs> what day?
0: <laughs> now I'm gonna look It's it the up. 16th.
1: No, I mean what Google day? What is Google celebrating today?
0: No, you go to google.com like more than once a week?
1: Google is not celebrating anything today. It's just a plain Google. Yeah. Yeah, see? It's not a special day.
0: They don't they don't do the doodles anymore.
1: They still absolutely do the doodles. Okay. I literally just saw one.
0: <laughs> because you go to google.com. I do. How often?
1: Probably once a day.
0: <laughs> what? You go to Google.com and do you type in the search bar or do you go to Google.com and then type into the URL bar? It opens when I open Google. Your homepage is Google. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: And then I'm like, oh, that's a really pretty doodle. That's, it's nice. I mean, sometimes you got to do like silly little things to like make other people happy. And that's like the only purpose. You know, like our crossing guard. She has since the beginning of March, has been like, here's the birthday boy. Edison's birthday is the end of March. She just wants to make him happy every day.
0: And he, like, begrudgingly smiles, like, every time because he doesn't like to show happiness. No,
1: he's begrudgingly smiles because it's a reminder of how far away his birthday is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but she doesn't know that. Right. She, she doesn't know that she is just, like, twisting the knife. <laughs>
0: yes. That's why I slipped her a five. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. He loves it. He loves it. A little jerk.
1: She was. Why?
0: <laughs> Show me you all my candy.
1: I didn't know you cared so much about sweet tarts.
0: I don't. I just didn't want him to take them.
1: Wow. It's like that time I took your Tootsie Pop mini.
0: Well, that was because you <laughs> ate it right in front of me and enjoyed it. That was more offensive because I was actually saving that.
1: For a special It was
0: literally on my desk so I could look at it (laughs) and think, is today the day? And it was not the day. There had not been any (laughs) days that had deserved eating the Tootsie Pop Mini. And then you ate it.
1: It was the day for me.
0: Wow. (laughs) I mean, yes, matter of factly, that is true.
1: I mean, you you could, like, I think about it in terms of, uh, at least it brought you, my beloved wife, Joy. <laughs> but no, I'll get you a bag. It's fine. I'm doing it right now. A, a bag of the middle Minis. <laughs> or do you mean you're ordering something again in hopes
0: that they send you a I'm ordering a more expensive <laughs> audio-visual gear. <laughs> <laughs> to get one.
1: <laughs> the biggest mistake I have made was eating that.
0: Thing. Yeah, yeah. This is only punishing you at the end of the day. You don't know what kind of like landmine you're stepping into when you, you sucker out of my office.
1: The next time the kids don't eat that, you don't know what this is attached to. $500. Sweetheart,
0: <laughs> put it down. You dumb bastard. You don't know what you've wrought.
1: (laughs) All right. So Wes writes in, Greetings, Hashnazzi family. I would like to share a tale of the most epic proportions. Okay. A brief period of time ago, in propagation far, far away, I was traveling to the bank.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Well, my entire life, I have always passed by this nice little house with a quad beam tucked neatly in the backyard and a wire zigzagged everywhere. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I always thought that is one heck of a beer. When growing older and more educated in the force, I mean ham radio, I realized that was no CB antenna. This was an antenna of more civilized area, era. <laughs>
0: this not is a, a lightsaber reference. This is a lightsaber reference.
1: Not a clumsy or random as a vertical <laughs> possible shirt idea. This, that's reference well, to blasters.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay.
1: While I was sitting in the bank line talking on the repeater, most likely interfering with the speaker in the drive through lane, I asked if anyone knew who this was. And lo and behold, nobody did. Well, I was nosy and wanted to fulfill a lifelong quest to find out who it was and what radios they had. I left the bank and went straight there. I walked up and knocked on the door and said, I was a ham radio operator in the area. And the little old lady stopped me. Say no more, she said. Come inside. What's your call? I was stunned at her willingness to let a stranger in her house just because I had antennas on my truck.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Anyhow, I walked into the kitchen, and there is this OM banging out CW smoking a cigarette and drinking a bush light.
0: Nice. (laughs) That's amazing.
1: Granted, this was 1030 in the morning. I knew I liked these people. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, we hit it off. And I sat in their back porch, and we talked for five cigarettes and three beers. That conversion rate is one hour.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay.
1: I made some great new ham friends. Yes, friends, because he and his wife were licensed. I could go on and on, but these people had two ICOM 7300s in a closed and sealed glass case. They said they do not smoke around these radios. (laughs)
0: wow okay
1: and i don't want them to get affected by it but the g90 was fine to leave out
0: <laughs>
1: so remember it's good enough
0: for cw that's for sure yeah what wants, wants will do it yeah you're fine
1: so remember if you're gonna knock on people's doors use caution and start with i'm an amateur radio operator
0: nice very cool
1: p.s he asked me if i watch any youtube stuff I said yes and told him about HRCC. He then replied, is that the funny guy with the beard? He always has a beer. <laughs> I replied with yes. And he said, yeah, he is too scatterbrained for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
1: Wes signs off. Well, then now
0: I want to know who he watches.
1: Well, <laughs> Who's Dave Kassler? Dave Kassler. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Well, folks, I'll leave it there for now. Duh, Wes. (laughs)
0: Thank you, Wes. Nice, Wes. That's great. That
1: was quite a journey. Mm -hmm. The next email is titled, An Update. And this is from Quinn. Hey, Leia and Josh, I've really been enjoying your podcasts again. Welcome back.
0: Again. Yes.
1: (laughs) Or like maybe Quinn has been listening all along, went through a period where Quinn did not enjoy them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Suddenly now... Mm -hmm. enjoys them again either way yeah it's me quinn kx9r formerly kf0hce on the other podcast submission i'm really tired writing this so i apologize if my writing isn't too concise i was a 13 year old with my breaker issues and the free astron all the sort i promised to submit another email so here we go i guess As mentioned earlier, I had this issue with my HF radio where it tripped my breakers. After finally nagging my parents to let me replace the breakers, I finally called Eaton and got new ones all for free. Yes, yes. I put in the new breakers with the help of my dad and surprise, my HF rig worked just fine. Excellent. After that, I crafted a new 20-meter dipole with the SWRs in the 1.5 to 2 range. Nothing my tuner couldn't handle. Shortly after that, a great friend of mine, Jack WA6CR, who introduced me to the hobby, mailed me an almost perfect resonant 40-meter dipole. Nice SWRs were under 1.5 the whole band. It's awesome. I didn't get... To using my HF rig uh, a while after that though. I got mic shy again on HF somehow just like the first time I was on my Baofeng. On the offhand though I also had to run my HF rig at my kitchen table with 30 feet of coax I could only run the cable from my deck into the kitchen sliding door. The noise drives my parents insane and I always put on headphones. I wouldn't mind if the static didn't give me a headache after 15 minutes or so of listening, but I guess I was spoiled by the crystal clear audio of a VHF repeater.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I, I do noise.
1: understand that the noise is a mm-hmm. lot.
0: Yeah, the, that's the I mean that's why it becomes it becomes a big headache literally a headache when you're listening to all that noise it becomes straining to listen to particularly because you're trying to pull out these weak signals right right it's yeah it can be frustrating
1: speaking of repeaters not only do i host nets on thursday at 2100 hours still i also host nets at 1730 on tuesdays Mm. i'm still running that little kenwood tr 7930 with five watts but can still five by nine into the repeater Hopefully someday I can upgrade to a 9700. I'm looking at maybe getting an Anytone 778 UV. I've really become familiar with doing these nets. They're a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. Do you guys ever host nets? Um, There is an HRCC net. Digital voice
0: net over the internet for Yaesu System Fusion, DMR, and D Star. And Leia has been on it. I'm on it more often than that. But we generally have um, someone run net control.
1: Right, and net control's fantastic mm-hmm. uh the the crew over there is like ethan Dennis, Nick, uh who else it's Josh is gonna look it up. but thank you for everybody who runs the HrCC net. They are so great at what they do. well, continuing uh with Quinn's email, slightly off topic, but I re. But recently, at the Lincoln Amateur Radio meeting, I was offered the chance to do quote-unquote something at <laughs> <K-L-I-N>, <laughs> a local AM broadcast, since apparently I have a good broadcaster voice. Good. I am excited about that. I'll have to see where it goes. On that note, I'm also going to be doing net control at the upcoming Lancaster County Fair this summer, such as requesting people ride... In golf carts, handling security and relaying messages, mm-hmm. all while dealing with a business band, FRS and two meter radio, it'll definitely be a new experience for me.
0: I will add uh, Alec and for OG Frosty AC9VC, Mike NAYO, he's sometimes out there, and Zortness K6GG. You guys are and killing pop it in for. Uh, Net control or involved in the nets. And so we appreciate that among the other work that you do out there. So thank you very much. I. I... Sorry for the harsh cut there. I had to uh, pause the podcast immediately to go grab my credit card. Washington State University, uh, where we get the Cougar gold cheese, has, among the other things they're offering, one pound baggies of ghost pepper Cougar's gold cheese. (sighs) So. Uh, you, I definitely bought some of that as well as the pepper and uh, garlic can.
1: I'm so can, excited. We got
0: one of those coming too. So very excited about that.
1: Thanks, Adam. Thank you, for, Adam, for uh, the tip on yeah.
0: that. Literally had to pod, <laughs> pause the podcast to buy cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. If
1: you haven't had Cougar's Gold, you need to get you some. Mm-hmm. Also supports a higher learning institution. So Yeah. Excellent. Well, I was trying to say that Quinn, you are such an amazing thirteen-year-old. You're running nets. You are volunteering at the Lancaster County Fair,
0: mm-hmm.
1: managing multiple bands to get things done. That's, good for you, man. Yeah, good job. So impressed that it's. Um, could you be the child of ambitious Paul? <laughs> <laughs> is this is this a, is this a family thing? Mm. All right. Well, Quinn continues. On top of the HF earlier, one night I finally decided to set up my WSJTX on my laptop. I booted up some FT8 and made a few cool contacts. At first, I contacted my friend, then a few Canada stations, then guess who? KI6. N-A-Z. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the FT8 QSO. It was definitely something neat to put in my logbook. Soon after that, I became addicted to FT8. It was so easy, yet so much fun. With the click of a button, I was contacting places I've never even heard of, like the Azores. That night, when I finally took my 7300 off the kitchen table and tucked it away for the night, I decided to email the man who made my I, I made my first QSO with. That wasn't my friend, of course. We still talk on and off to this day. Granted, it was only a few weeks ago. I've gotten to know him well. He's an amazing guy. That's awesome. Oh, I love stories like that. That's wonderful. Me and my friend also started up an amateur radio club, Lofar, the club call sign of KF3RRY. It's a ton of fun running it with him. As a local ham friend of mine said, it's not too often that you see an amateur extra, let alone a club vice president, who isn't even old enough to drive.
0: (laughs) That is true. You
1: are doing all the things, Quinn. Yeah. Speaking of which, I always get a kick when the guys on the repeater shift from talking about their grandchildren to asking me what homework I have for the night. (laughs) Anyways, I'm getting off track. I've also found some joy in making QSL cards. Only concept so far, though. I might get them printed sometime. I'm quite proud of the D.A.R.E. parody card I made, which I posted on my QRZ if you'd like to take a look. Lately, I've been putting thought into getting a DMR radio. I've been eyeing the Any Tone 878, but it's quite a bit of money for someone who can't get a job yet.
0: I bet, yeah.
1: I think I'll stick to my old Kenwood 3x my age. Sometimes, sometimes. Oh, uh, my old Ken went three times my age. Sometime I'm going to go over to one of my ham buddies' houses and hopefully I can try out their radios. Lots of them have so many radios. It's insane. Quinn, I, I know exactly what you mean. No. When you say so many radios, it's insane. No. One person here has pretty much everyone imaginable. Whenever I start rattling off radio makes and models, he always replies with, yep, got that one right here. His walls must be made of radios.
0: (laughs) I built my house out of them.
1: Quinn, please refrain from giving Josh ideas. Thank you. (laughs) Lately. I've been thinking about getting my GMRS license, too, once the FCC slices the cost, in return for increasing HAMS costs. Right. That's why I rushed to get my vanity call sign and my amateur extra. Anyways, it'll be fun to peek and see what GMRS folks are up to in town. Maybe there could be some people in town that I already know from HAM Radio. I was thinking about getting a CB Radio, too. Hmm. Well, Quinn is well on his way to his own wall of radio
2: To all
0: the radios. <laughs> yes. He's he, he's outside of the ham radio uh, service at this point.
1: Quinn, hear me out. Have you heard about marine radios?
0: Oh, <laughs> they do. You can get like amateur radio frequencies and other kind of yeah. frequencies. And they're waterproof.
1: Yeah. Have you heard about shortwave radio?
0: Oh, receiver only. Yeah, very yeah. good.
1: Very good.
0: Forward me that email if you can. I would like to have that email. I cannot. For something. No. Why? Not
1: going to do it. It's going to go in your idea box. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. There's, there's a specific reason. Something, All right. Something important, something good.
1: All right, Quinn, you're getting forwarded.
0: No one will know why unless you watch Tam Nation tonight. All right. Or, and this is Wednesday the 16th, so.
1: Anyways, keep up the good work. I also appreciated the kind words you said last time I was on here. It brought a smile to my face. Until later, and 73s kx KX9R, Quinn.
0: Thank you so much, Thank Quinn. Thank you, Quinn. Great email.
1: Uh, honestly, it is, it is not only inspiring to hear a ham doing all these things, mm-hmm. but to have such a young ham.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm sure people bring up your age a lot. And that might get frustrating if they do it all the time. Um, but just... Just know that that's awesome. Like, regardless of your Wunderkind. age, regardless of your age, you could be any age, you could be someone much older than you and what you are accomplishing right now is, is something that's impressive.
1: It's true. Mm-hmm. At any age. At any age. Yeah. The next email is titled vehicle grounding slash bonding. And this is from Ryan. Okay. Hi, Josh and Leah. I just purchased some of those coffee beans from your website and look forward to sampling some of it and also sharing with some friends of mine who enjoy a good cup of coffee. Trying to be the good Mormon boy that I once was and still am to a degree. I do go easy on the coffee slash hot drinks, like I mentioned in my previous email. But that whole Mormon's not supposed to drink coffee thing is more an in-depth topic for another time we covered it ryan i can't help but wonder if maybe you ordered the coffee to make a point (laughs) nevertheless i hope you and your friends deeply enjoy the coffee um also i have a question about this specifically because apparently an iced coffee is still considered a hot drink a quote-unquote hot drink Mm
0: mm-hmm yeah, so, I I forgot that there's the reference to hot.
1: Yes. So, but then I was told also that hot cocoa does not constitute a hot drink. Hot coco's are okay.
0: I don't need these drink apologetics about my Yeah.
1: Body. <laughs> so, I really I I do I, I'm so fascinated by this because <laughs> I on TikTok when I was like regularly on TikTok, right? I used to watch people explaining the different customs mm-hmm. for their religions. Right. So there was an Orthodox Jew mm-hmm. that I would follow and she would explain the Sabbath. Okay. Right. And and different things that she would do and like the way her kitchen was laid out, because to keep kosher, you can't like mix plates. Like you mm-hmm. can't have meat and dairy. And okay. so she would have two separate separate dishwashers. Right. And then uh like two separate sets of dishes like her kitchen was basically split and i find that so fascinating and then i happened upon like mormon tiktokers mm-hmm. who were trying to explain the the hot drinks that could be cold or the cold drinks that could be considered hot and i was lost <laughs> like it is i could not make it so if if somebody could explain it to me just so that i I have it for myself when when interacting with my own Mormon friends.
0: <laughs> well, so oddly enough, I, I need to mention this because it came out when we were um, talking with Joe Eisenberg today on Ham Nation. Tomorrow— Is he
1: an Orthodox Jew?
0: Um, I don't know that he would qualify himself as Orthodox. Mm. I, I'm not prepared to answer that, Okay, he's Jewish. He, okay. He, he practiced, he's a practicing Jew. Um, tomorrow, same day as St. Patrick's Day, it lines up is Purim, okay? which is a Jewish event. I don't know what to call it. Holiday? I don't know if it's a holiday. It's an event where they retell the story of basically the salvation of the Jewish people during the Persian Empire. And the quote-unquote villain of the story, and I'm screwing up all the names here, but I believe it's Haman or Haman. And the,
1: are you trying to do that in a Chinese accent? Haman, just, I don't know. I'm, I'm very H
0: A M A N Persian. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce it otherwise. So the the interesting part of this is this is one of the Jewish events where you are intentionally supposed to get blitzed drunk, <gasps> like to the point where, as Joe told me, I'm retelling what Joe said. You were supposed to drink um, as much as it takes. For you to not understand who the villain of the story is anymore. What? The rabbis will drink. People bring flasks to the event. And every time, it's literally a Jewish drinking story where when Haman name is mentioned, you're supposed to drink. Wow. I have never heard this before in my life. And for the children, I asked him, like, okay, so historically to the kids, you know, you pass a little nip to the kids. He was like, no, absolutely not. And I'm like, okay, I just had to ask. He's like, but what the kids do is anytime Haman's name is mentioned, they have noisemakers and they're supposed to make as much noise as possible that his name is drowned out. Wow. And then I'm like, so that's why everybody's drinking. (laughs) I'm just trying to hear the story and the kids (laughs) with their banging. (laughs) So I had to look this up to get a little bit of background uh, because of this. And I was like, this is the most um, Jewish-Irish confluence of days of all time, having St. Patrick's Day be the same day as Purim. I was like, wow, this could not be more apropos. They're going to turn everything that they drink green. I'm like, you could convert all the Irish people if you just held this in a pub. (laughs) racist (laughs) it's a joke i am irish i think i can make a bit of a funny joke thank you
1: okay i mean sure like you're like irish by
0: blood how else do you be irish (laughs) like
1: being from ireland (laughs) then you're also by blood But like actually practicing Irish, practicing like like Irish cultural traditions.
0: Okay, sure, but I'm by blood Irish.
1: Yeah, well, I have a friend named Nicola Doherty, and she is way more Irish than you. (laughs) you.
0: You're Irish shaming because my. My last name is actually from Ireland. It was modified when my people came from Norway. Mm. That name, the people of that name, came to Ireland. The name was significantly changed.
1: Right, right. Yeah, but you practice like no cultural traditions.
0: I literally have a tin whistle in my office. (laughs) I I will stab you with it.
1: Do you remember the first time you had stuff from Ireland that my friend sent me?
0: Do you know what the most hilarious thing is? Is if this conversation was reversed in any form, <laughs> you would kill me.
1: I actually <laughs> you would fight pra- me. I actually practice being Chinese. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm a practicing person. I just have to tell everybody, if you didn't know this... China actually uh, assigns <laughs> homework, so yeah. she has to practice to be Chinese. That's that's how they can keep their street cred. Did you do your Chinese homework to be a practicing Chinese person?
1: Yeah, that includes, like, yelling at your children
0: <laughs> to, to do better. Did you throw five slippers this week?
1: <laughs> how many times did you make your son practice kung fu? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is literally something that happens
0: <laughs> there's house. the checklist this is a report card I, I did not expect to get Irish challenged <laughs> by my Chinese wife
1: you know there are actually a large number I, of Chinese I, I was women who are literally going married to make a second to, joke on, I, but Irish I bet men. it's happened
0: a ton because <laughs> yeah. statistically there's also the reverse actually um, a lot of Chinese men are married to Irish women.
1: Yes, in in the By US. By
0: blood Irish women.
1: Like in the US in particular. In particular. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think it's a um a goes long, back to the coolies time frame. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a long history of our people.
0: We were meant to be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Plus the Norwegian and Ukrainian thing and the English there's.
0: Just Colonize, colonize, colonize. Always yeah. be colonizing. But then my Irish ties gives me respect for the people that have been colonized. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I can tell both sides.
1: No, you can't. I can't. You can't. No, I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: All right, we should just go but this move is... right along.
1: Yet in our house, I'm pretty sure the Chinese culture has colonized you mm-hmm. because... We we definitely eat more rice. <laughs> eat more Chinese food.
0: Not the Chinese sausage though. Killed my dog. <laughs> I can't touch it now.
1: I made some today. I can't touch it. It's
0: literally like one and of my then... favorite things. I can't touch it. <laughs>
1: When I was putting Edison to sleep tonight, he was like, Mommy, can you make me the same thing you made me today, tomorrow? And I was like, the Chinese sausage with the rice and the broccoli? He was like, yeah, but also the other thing. And I was like, the strawberries? (laughs) If all you care about is the strawberries, I don't have to pack you a three-layer bento. (laughs) I could just send you with one container of strawberry. Here is the
0: whole container. Go on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so strange. Okay. Well, sorry for that derailment, <laughs> Ryan. Sorry, Ryan. My question for today is regarding bonding.
0: <laughs> oh, we're talking about bonding. That's right.
1: No, not the type that a single hams we wish we were doing with that someone special. <laughs> I recall Josh talking about how he had done extensive bonding on one or both of your vehicles for antenna, uh, radio purposes. Yes. Can you please go into more detail on what this is, why you do it, how you do it, and what types of vehicles can benefit most from this? <laughs> I'll drive... give you.
0: I'll give you a. Do you want to add more, and then I'll... yeah.
1: I drive a truck primarily with a fender-mounted NMO-mounted-based antenna, Mm -hmm. as well as one up on the roof, permanent mount. I will soon be installing an antenna on my car, which will also have an NMO-mount permanent antenna, mainly for dual-band, not afraid to drill holes in my vehicle.
0: Oh, great. Okay, that makes things a lot easier. Um, I I won't rob myself of the great work that I did in this space. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll go into some detail, but I did make a video both showing you, which I think in this case is actually going to be important, on uh, how to do this on my YouTube channel. But the basic idea is anything that could potentially be a floating metal thing, a big floating metal thing, needs to be electrically connected to the body of the vehicle. If you think of the chassis, particularly on a truck, as being like the ground, like physically the ground, you need to connect all the metal parts to that thing, that chassis. So for doors, that generally consists of using ground strapping from the door hinge on the door side to the door hinge on the body side. And what you do to make a good ground connection there is you use serrated washers that bite into the paint and zinc coating of the finish of the vehicle bite in to get good metal to metal connection that generally has a washer on top of that with the ground strap then another washer and then the uh the bolt that you're running through it you're going to do the same thing for trunks and hoods and all the doors so anything that could potentially be floating again floating is a term that i use to reference any piece of metal that could be not a uh, not well electrically connected to the vehicle you want to remove any chance that it doesn't have good connection by bonding it with ground strapping the good news is is ground strapping is available pretty much on any ham radio website you go to it's probably available in other places, but you can get it at Ham Radio Outlet, DXM Engineering, Gigaparts, wherever. The serrated washers you can find at auto parts stores, and you're really just repurposing the bolts that are already there, so you may need to buy a couple of washers, and that's about it. The other thing to make sure you're doing is always, always, always make sure that the power leads for your radio go to the battery whether or not it's a fuse block that you have off the side of the battery or on a fender, internal fender, something like that where you're feeding the power off of the battery. You don't want to use the fuse block that your 12-volt accessory system or vehicle system is running off of. You want to go direct as much as possible. That's kind of my trick. And then also make sure that you have good grounding to the antennas themselves, which Again, something that's in the video that I talk about, but if you're using like a lip mount, for instance, usually lip mounts have two Allen head set screws that you tighten up against the hood or the trunk lid or whatever. They often come with a little piece of metal like flashing that's supposed to go between the hood and your vehicle. I do what Gordon West does. I get rid of that flashing and I take those Allen heads and I torque them all the way into the hood through the paint, through the finish, directly to metal. You're going to the point of, like, really tight, actually diving into the metal, which is exactly what you want to make that good ground connection. But the video goes in greater detail. So please do go watch the video. I think it uh, it shows you actually what you need to do. And the seeing is believing in this case, I feel. Okay.
1: And I'll drop that link in the show notes The for the uh, bonding. Mm-hmm. Sure. Great. Hopefully that answers your question, you Ryan. Found I
0: did Radio. it again. <laughs> I went to my website to pull it up so I could show like link Leia to it. And the that video always auto plays now on the video. Sorry about that, guys. Keep going there.
1: And I hope you and your friends thoroughly enjoy giving it the beans. <laughs> The next email is titled Hidden Hams. And this is from Alex. Last podcast, y'all spoke about Hidden Hams, and I had a quick one. Mm -hmm. I transferred down to the city for work, and I was getting the tour of the shop, and the shop supervisor was showing me around. I mentioned I saw the antennas we have up, and what are they? He told me uh, for the trucks. I said, I know. What frequencies?
0: (laughs) I like that when you come back with, I know.
1: He looked at me with a blank stare. Then he says, are you a ham? I said, yes. He super enthusiastic sarcasm here. Oh, yay. Another one. And the tour was over. (laughs) So there I was wondering who the other one was. Then I saw a night shift mechanics car with antennas hanging off each corner. I found him. It's funny. We then spoke for a while, showing each other our HTs and mobile setups. He then had to go to the shop supervisor uh, when he came to find him. Anyhow, I thought it was a funny hidden ham story. Hidden
0: hams. I like that.
1: Recently, we got GMRS up and going to my brother-in-law is an off-road guy and wanted GMRS because that's what his Jeep club does. So I went ahead and got a license as well. My seven-year-old daughter wanted to talk to her uncle, so she was talking to him, and I said, okay, you have to give the call now. And before I could tell her the GMRS call, she shouts out my ham call with a CQ in front. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cute. She had memorized it from From hearing him over and
0: over again. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Gotta love kids. Well, she's hooked and getting her own HT for GMRS. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Thank you for your podcast, Alex from Alaska. Thank you so much, Alex. That is adorable. I, uh, I think you might have a uh, little ham on your hands. A hamlet. A hamlet. Yeah.
0: A hamlet's actually a small village.
1: That's true. It takes a village. Oh, gee. oh God. <laughs> The next email is titled "Round Two. and this is from Wes, our tandy working
0: tandyman.
1: Yeah, t- tandyman, <laughs> leather working.
0: Both knows doth, aficionado. And leather. <laughs> the uh, Do
1: the remember? merging of two worlds. Do you remember? He started- actually has a leather computer.
0: You remember yes. Saturday Night Live, and I think it was Will Ferrell. Yes, where they did the Leatherman, like no. the Leather Man. No, and it was a store that just sold leather. Yikes! And he's wearing like chaps and, and like all leather, and checks out most of the 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 skit is them walking from one side of the store to the other and just hearing the leather rub, <laughs> <laughs> just super loud. <laughs> and he's just oh, it's all about the leather. And just the rubbing of leather as they move. It was so funny. Yeah, very good.
1: Well, Wes says, good evening. I hope I'm not bombarding the podcast with too many things. But I had some question I forgot to ask several times in the past (laughs) email.
0: You know, here's the funny thing about emails. You can just wait to send it. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I'm Wes, kidding, you I'm are kidding. not bombarding you're the not, podcast.
1: One, Josh, what did you decide to do with those keychains I sent with the holster? Are there plans for them in the future? Did they go in a drawer? I'm just wondering. I don't care. I handed
0: I handed out a couple to people at um, at Hamvention when they asked who made the holster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ben saw one, which means he had to get one then ben edison is a saw it. swag hoe. then <laughs> edison saw it and because his brother saw it he had to get one yes and i think edison picked the um cw1 and i think that ben picked the darth vader helmet one
1: amazing yeah yeah so our kids and some lucky people i and then, <laughs> then i
0: imagine i'll probably cuz i have a, i have a couple of the business cards left too I may throw them into, you know, giveaways or whatever, but I have them. I'm I'm not like, yeah, gonna throw anything out. That would be horrible. I would not do that. Disrespect. Yeah, that would not be
1: dishonor to your
0: family. (laughs) I would not
1: do that. (laughs) Well, you brought a lot of joy to our kids. So thank
0: you, Wes. And to Josh. Yeah.
1: And to everybody who is delighted in seeing an HT
0: There is still a big hamcation wrap-up video that I need to do. I need to just do the voiceover for it. I have so many random B-roll clips and all kinds of little funny things that happen. And then all the clips of people who said specifically, I listened to the podcast. Wow. I want to get them on to the video, or at least some of them. Um, So yeah, there's a lot... I still have to get that all done. I actually still have like one or two videos from Hamcation that I haven't put out yet.
1: You're just I took a lot down of videos. This schedule. <laughs> I took a lot. Of,
0: and I've been posting like two videos a week, too, just to like yeah. work through it.
1: Well done. Two, last week I spoke to an OM on the radio who was blowing my doors off. On 40 meters, he claimed to me running 900 watts into a hamstick on his car Whoa. due to HOA restrictions. I was shocked because hamsticks are only rated for <laughs> yeah, like yeah. 150 or 200.
0: Yeah, there's there's some out there that'll do like 250, maybe 400, but 900 is a lot. And in a car? He was in a car?
1: He said that he'd been running it like that for seven years.
0: Well, he gets down, apparently.
1: Uh, is it side boom?
0: Is it side boom? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I thought antennas can be harmed if the power was too much over what they were rated for. Yeah. Y- yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, at least not for seven years.
0: You got well, one of those, like, vintage hamsticks that are <laughs> made of copper plumbing, I guess.
1: Lastly, I listen to a lot of political podcasts during the day because mm. saddle repair is one monkey circus usually. <laughs> Saddle repair. Is a one monkey circus. It's a
0: one monkey circus.
1: Yeah, like he works alone. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Seeing more than two people in a saddle shop is rare. (laughs) We are solitary workers usually. Anyway, back on topic. I find myself often wanting more radio content to brighten my day from the usual high school gossip involved in our government. I recently stumbled upon coffee and ham radio on YouTube. I would like to encourage anyone if they have not found these guys to give them a listen. If you like ham radio 2.0s, uh, drinking episodes, their actual names escape me, then listen to coffee and ham radio. I also like to mention K8MRD's Mailbag Mondays. There's a lot of new stuff and love the content of everyone. So thank you for letting me borrow your platform to promote other shows but we all know HRCC is the best. And I have to clarify, I didn't say that last part. Wes said that. <laughs>
0: Whoa, thank you.
1: Thank you, Wes.
0: Coffee and Ham, Coffee and Ham Radio is uh, temporarily offline. Ham Radio Dude, The smoking Ape, and Chuck, KK6USY.
1: You were literally just wearing that shirt the other day, too.
0: The video I post tomorrow, I'm literally wearing a Coffee and Ham Radio shirt.
1: Fantastic. So they well, just
0: stream a little early for me. Yeah. Saturdays and Sundays at, I think it's 7 a.m. our time.
1: Did you know you could catch it on the replay?
0: Yeah, sometimes I do, depending on what the topic is.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, Wes signs off. Duh, Wes. Duh, Wes. Wes. Uh, Thank you for bringing up uh, some great other channels and for sharing the... uh, the 900 watts into a hamstick. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: The next email is titled drop for ham radio minute. Do Are we supposed to drop under the give table? Me oh, drop and give me okay. And this is from junior volunteer podcast co-producer Jake. I've been meaning to send this in for weeks now, but I finally got around to it. Enjoy your audio editing volunteer podcast co-producer correspondent KO4 J U Z Jake 73s and I'll see you in a few hours podcast
0: time. Mm. It's never a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that I, was
1: from when you did it. <laughs> correct.
0: And I and I replied to Jake, I love the drop, thank you so much, but I would not dare rob Leia of that important bit. It makes the whole podcast. In the beginning of the podcast. Yeah.
1: Yes. It does it.
0: We've literally talked about that. I'm like, we can't go forward unless you do the thing.
1: Well, thank you.
0: <laughs> there can be no podcast.
1: Thank you for taking the time to edit Josh's voice into a sound clip in case.
0: I think he pitched it up too.
1: He uh, ever uh, doesn't have me on the podcast again. <laughs> and That's...
0: I can't also do it again. <laughs> But also can still talk on the podcast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Ah, yes. Welcome to day two. Oh, very good. (laughs) And St. Patrick's Day. So we're uh, we're drinking a Guinness right now.
1: Guinness is like the lava lamp of beers. Wow. You just watch the cascade and then you drink the
0: lava. You drink That's... the lava, <laughs> enjoy the lava. It's pretty. I mean, as far as stouts go, it's pretty smooth. It's not like I That's know. It's fine. It, I know a lot of people say it's like oh, stouts are so heavy. It doesn't ever feel heavy to me. Guinness. Guinness is actually supposed heavy.
1: to be one of the lowest calorie beers to drink. Like, mm-hmm. if it's supposed to be lighter than a light beer. So,
0: so there's. Uh, 12 fluid ounces in this can, and it actually has the calories listed on this. There are 1.25 servings per can, and it's 125 calories. Yeah. That's not bad. That's great. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, do we have anything to mention? Mm, I
1: need to mention that, like, you seem to claim every European heritage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, it's today's St. Patrick's Day, so now you're Irish.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We were talking about Ukraine. You're Ukrainian.
0: My grandma on my dad's side is my my dad, my grandma didn't on my got, dad's side is from Ukraine.
1: Wasn't I helping somebody or we were talking about Ludafisk or something and then mm-hmm. you're like, I'm also Norwegian. Right. You can't just claim all of the countries.
0: My dad's side's father is Norwegian.
1: Okay. And how are you also English?
0: That's my mom's side.
1: Okay, all right.
0: That goes back to the whole Joshua Baker thing in yeah. Boston or whatever, and
1: the and the Mayflower times.
0: But it was he was not on the Mayflower, all right? Just he the was,
1: Mayflower period, right? Yeah.
0: Apparently, he's his. You, what name. What about German? I'm always told he's got his name in stained glass on a church somewhere in Boston.
1: Well, I mean, you you have a family building in Whittier. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> That was not me this time.
1: (gasps) What? I thought I turned on Do Not Disturb.
0: That was definitely you. (sighs) You've ruined the podcast. Fail. Let's start over. Start it over. The whole (laughs) thing. All right. Let's just dive right back into it with our... uh...
1: The next email is titled Marvel Hot Takes.
0: Ah, yes. I was waiting for this. This is the backlash of the discussion in the Discord uh, from yesterday and the day before.
1: And this is from Derek.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, normally, again... We do love these little diatribes. We yes. really do. But try to sprinkle in a little ham radio when you drop some of these uh, Sure. nuggets.
1: Hello, Leia and subhost. <laughs> mm. I was listening to Josh list off Hawkeye's weaknesses, and it got me thinking that he's actually one of the bravest Marvel characters for not really having any powers. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Derek is the one who... Uh,
0: he was. Or is.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I was talking about this in the podcast channel, so. But still fighting alongside some of the powerful superheroes. The superheroes at least have their powers or suits to fall back on. Hawkeye has a sleeveless shirt. This brings up a very interesting point.
0: Superheroes whose job it is to violently protect the people with their superpowers and their abilities.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What does Hawkeye have? bravery
1: yeah. <laughs> but consider this mm-hmm. hawkeye an avenger yeah tony stark knows him yeah tony stark
0: oh, oh i know where well, you're going with this this is such a thing we laughed about this
1: mortal man
0: mortal man right yes, yes. yes. with
1: like no tech He's an archer. No, he okay.
0: has he uh, has a technologically advanced bow and quiver okay. in Avengers right. One, and there's many other technologically advanced bow based technologies. That sure, we saw around. the
1: USB stick.
0: That was that's right. <laughs> yes.
1: That being said, doesn't get this man a suit that can protect his arms, <laughs> like
0: or maybe power you... him up a little bit. You know, like
1: or. Or give him something that
0: I'm, m- I'm makes sure. him less
1: as a, of a baby man well, that can be, be very injured?
0: <laughs> well, he's always going to look like a large baby because he's Jeremy Runner
1: <laughs> Not anymore. No, he looks like a 20-something-year-old woman.
0: What? Oh, because... The of, new Hawkeye. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I'm, I'm assuming that there's some throwaway line in one of the Avengers movies where he was like, no, I will not take any technology i won't i won't do it like because he's just about that bow life
1: you know what else kind he's, of bothers me he's the me? Tex
0: grebner of the avengers i just realized so. <laughs> i just realized this i should contact Tra- Tex grebner about this
1: the other thing is we've seen clint's home
0: mm-hmm.
1: right beautiful great place. home place yeah yeah great place to raise kids
0: mm-hmm.
1: he doesn't appear to have a workshop in which he makes his arrows
0: well, he has a workshop, though. Where is it? He's got like a garage in the back.
1: Mm. It's
0: like a standoff garage. It's its own building.
1: Uh,
0: I guess you could call it a barn.
1: Sure, mm-hmm. sure. And he's refusing technology from one of the richest men in the world. I don't know one that of he refused
0: most... it. I'm assuming that's probably something that happened. Though. No.
1: no, that's just stupidity.
0: But, I mean, the the funny part about it, though, is the part you left off where, like, Tony Stark took one of the most powerful superheroes and just amped him all up. Oh, absolutely. Like, Spider-Man is so insanely powerful.
1: Yeah, he's like, here, have more power. But Hawkeye, screw you.
0: Like, if anybody wants some fun background, and this takes you way outside the MCU, go look up Fact Fiend's YouTube channel. And I believe the title of the video is Spider-Man Pulls All His Punches or something like that. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man, because he's such a good guy, when he gets hit by the villains that he fights, he pretends like he's hurt. (laughs) And he actually will, will roll with the punch Yeah, because if he just stood there. Whoever hit him would immediately break all the bones in their hand.
1: Spiders are so powerful.
0: Like, particularly if it's just like a common thug. Like, if you hit Spider-Man, you just, it's like hitting a brick wall. Sure. Right? its He's not uh, like a human as much as he is.
1: That's why I try to befriend all the spiders that I meet.
0: Yeah. Particularly the, what is it, the fuzzy leapers or whatever? Yeah. Furry leapers.
1: They're all my friends. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Good. they're so powerful. Right. You just never know what they're capable of. hmm Yeah.
0: Do we have uh, more you, hot on,
1: You, on the other hand, demolish a spider's home and when you see,
0: oh, when I you just, see a spider I, web. I, I don't see it. I just walk right into it. The elusive creatures they are. You just walk right into their home.
1: I think there was a while where when you were getting up every day, there was a new spider web attaching our two cars.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I just kept walking into it because I'm half awake going to work. It's like, man...
1: All right. Well, Derek continues. He's the
0: Ashton Kutcher of spiders. <laughs> just getting punked every morning by a spider.
1: <laughs> you didn't go Bam Margera, huh?
0: No, punked, where it was like the pranks. But I yeah. guess that could be Bam. I yeah. guess so.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I was talking to Josh on the Discord, and he pointed out fairly that it's not quantifiably <laughs> bravery. He could just be psychotic. And I said, yes. it's remarkable how often those traits coincide. Mm-hmm. To quote Captain Sparrow, not a Marvel character, but could slash should be, then Josh invited me to email in other hot takes. So here it goes. I'm going to pause because I have to say this at any mention of Johnny Depp. Mm -hmm. Amber Heard is a terrible person.
0: Yes, But Johnny Depp's going to be back for uh, whatever the continuation of Amazing Beasts.
1: Yes, but she basically killed the pirates franchise
0: uh, well i don't know that she did a bad thing
1: i love the pirates movie
0: you like the first one and parts of the second (sighs) maybe maybe parts of the second
1: all right here come the hot takes. Okay. J. Jonah Jameson Jr. conducted the single bravest act in the Marvel Universe by not giving up the source of Spider-Man's photos in the face of certain death. And this is with him not even knowing what his source is. In fact, Spider-Man himself.
0: Correct. He... If
1: your argument is against this is Black Widow, spoiler alert, how did he read my mind? I was about to be like, that was already certain death. <laughs> To, to say baby face Hawkeye.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: After she spent like how many years after the Snappening holding the Avengers together.
0: Who? Black Widow. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: The, I mean, talk about sacrifice.
0: Logistics.
1: Yeah. I really do appreciate lo- good logistics, yeah, we, too. We do. So. That's, That's a, a,
0: hmm. I agree. Big fan.
1: Black widow sacrificing herself for humanity, she was making a trade. Making a trade?
0: Her life for the Soulstone.
1: Mm, no, that's a sacrifice. That is wholly a sacrifice.
0: I mean, she traded everything.
1: J. Jenna Jameson Jr. was facing this with only the possibility of saving his own life and still refused to give up his source. Now, this is a multifaceted thing you're talking about. Well, J because no, it's not just bravery.
0: We're also going beyond the MCU a bit here with J Jonah Jameson. J Jonah Jameson is a jerk but very principled. And even right, though He's a journalist. He's a journalist, and even though he's always very hard on Peter Parker, there are multiple instances where he has gone to bat for Peter Parker. And that is one of them because he's not had J. Jonah Jameson known that Peter Parker was Spider Man, that might have been a different. Sure. But it was Peter Parker. Right. And from J. Jonah Jameson's point of view, Peter Parker worked for J. Jonah Jameson. Right. And being a principled man, he would not give up his journalists.
1: Sure. Is that, is that braver than sacrificing your life?
0: Well, because a there was the potential always- that he could live.
1: Yeah, exactly. Whereas Black a guaranteed Widow death. knew that she was going to die. She was going to die. That is the braver move. I think so. Yeah. I'm d- Sorry, Derek.
0: Sorry, Derek. Sorry. Number two. That was a tepid take. Fat-,
1: <laughs> fat Thor is the best Thor. No, in fact, he is not. He is not the worst Thor. Yeah. Not because he's fat. I mean, but because he had just given up on leading his people. That was just right. a shirking of responsibility to He scuttled wallow. them off to
0: yeah. Norway or what they called like new – was it new Isengard? Yeah. And then just was like that was it. There was another – someone had mentioned another cool take would have been had he done the opposite and became extremely like uh, bullish about his people and – Almost created like a military complex above yes. that of yeah. of what um, Odin had done. I
1: mean, at that time, he already knew Black Panther.
0: Right, 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 right. right? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: so he would have been able to get whatever technology he needed between Black Panther and Tony Stark.
0: Well, right, but I mean, he all the makings of it were there after um, Ragnarok, right? Yeah. Like, he he kind of lost Mjolnir. Yes. He then had Stormbreaker. Um, actually, ended up getting Mulnir back, but it doesn't matter that happened in. But he Avengers, could have
1: proven Endgame. who he was as a leader without Mulniere. Now he's just a dude who needs his hammer. <laughs>
0: like, right? He wasn't. He actually became less of a leader. Yes. In Endgame, mm-hmm. he was broken. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and didn't even to go say to it, get any mental health on. support. Yeah. There, there's a lot of that going on with movies where you got to kind of knock down the the strong guy. They can't just be right. both strong he and can't be competent.
1: good-looking, strong, powerful, and rich. This and is, a good leader. This is like the combination that creates evil. That's kind of like the statement society. of society. Yeah, yeah.
0: That, that's a statement of the society. Fat Thor is a reflection mm. of our society.
1: Hot take. Lex Luthor, hugely misunderstood. <laughs> Number two, Jennifer Jones is a painfully underrated character.
0: Who's Jennifer Jones? What are you talking about? It's Luke Cage's wife. Jennifer Jones from Netflix. Did I watch Yes, all you of watched all of Luke them. Cage? Doctor Who's the bad guy, remember? Doctor Who Dad is?
1: Mmm. Yeah. That's like the Defenders, right?
0: Yeah. Mm. I think you liked her more in that uh, show The Bee from Apartment, blah blah blah. She was the B.
1: That's not Jennifer Jones. It's not? Her name's not Jennifer Jones. It's not? I don't think so. You're, you're talking about um, Jessica Jones. Ugh. Who is Jennifer Jones?
0: Maybe he meant Jessica Jones. Jennifer Jones, also known as Jennifer Jones Simon, was an American actress and mental health, health advocate.
1: Great. That's exactly a part of the She was born MCU. in
0: 1919 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm sorry, this is just the first hit of the <laughs> should, this. is Should I search Marvel?
1: This is a This is a, a path to seek a weaker suit. Super- I
0: think he meant Jessica Jones.
1: Okay. Uh, well then I take and back that what is I the, said. That
0: is the B from Apartment Block. I don't know. Really yes. The number. In
1: fact, I love Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. I watch all of Jessica Jones in part because I also love Gorin mm-hmm. from Criminal Intent. And I loved seeing him as a villain. He
0: was a fantastic yeah. kingpin. Yeah, he was the best kingpin. He
1: really took all of that knowledge that he had for no reason as a detective
0: and became a crime.
1: Yeah, that's
0: a, ultra that, villain. That's
1: that's why criminal intent is over, <laughs> just so that he could use his his superpowers of knowledge.
0: I I, I wondered if they were going to tap into that, but they're very. They made him a human. He's a big guy. Yeah. But like Kingpin, actually in in Marvel lore, has like zero percent body fat. He's mm-hmm. just all muscle. Like he's super strong. He was
1: in Hawkeye too.
0: He was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean Hawkeye. He's a good villain. He and really and I, is.
0: It, that that actor, I love that Michael. What's, I don't. I I only call him Goran. So. Yeah, but he's got a really interesting name. All right. I remember well, the
1: next uh, the next point is Hawkeye from MASH would make a perfect addition to the Avengers. They really need a team surgeon, right? Uh, <laughs> one for one swap with the Arrow guy is fine with me. Mm-hmm. The banter with him and Rocket Raccoon alone would be amazing.
0: Oh second my the motion. That's perfect.
1: Make the swap.
0: Vincent D'Onofrio, not yes. Michael at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Number 5. Nick Fury needs way more F and MF bombs. Well, you just got to get him on a plane with some snakes. <laughs> that's, that's what the whole thing was missing.
0: That was, yeah, that was, that was an origin story, if you will. Number,
1: number six, the Punisher should be in Civil War, but only if it's John Bernthal. I'm kind of glad he's not, though. They would have had to nerf him so hard to get it into PG-13. That <laughs> yeah. He'd basically become another Hawkeye. <laughs>
0: Well, he he'd be like the Winter Soldier.
1: I'm going to be kind honest, of. The Punisher is probably the only Marvel series that I have not finished. It's a good one. Is it really?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, no, no. There's another one actually that I haven't finished. Is it's, it like Black Thunder?
0: Black Thunder. you're not Luke Cage? You're, no. Not Luke Cage? No, I finished Luke Cage. That was pretty good. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to have to go watch The Punisher. There was so many episodes when I was watching that, I'm like, why don't you just hit the guy really hard? (laughs) Because he's bulletproof. And he's all the proofs. Like, they can't stab him. They can't do anything to him. It's like, why don't you just hit more people really hard? And there's a scene, I think, in the second season where he actually puts on the uniform that he had. When he was first introduced in the comic books, which is very disco era. Amazing. uniform, It was pretty cool. I, I,
1: like, love, ah, I awesome. love the old costume. The throwback stuff. Yeah. I was
0: like, that's cool. Like uh, with Scarlet Witch. That was the throwback costume. Right. The right. purple crown thing. Yeah. Yeah. Full powered. Wow. We were going real deep here. How many more of these hot takes are
1: there? (laughs) Number seven. You're going to like this one. Okay. Radio should play a bigger part. That could have been one of the things Tony was trying to figure out by trial and error using his first suits. Also, ask anyone in the military, like the Mike Glover video. One of the first things to fail in combat or stressful situations is communications equipment. 100%. Almost always at the worst time. Therefore, communication
0: breaks down. right? Right. Yeah.
1: Lois Bitter comes into play here. Where it <laughs> yes. could be argued the Avengers don't have this issue, this is a reasonable consideration, but not a good argument. Even the best electronic equipment can and will fail. But I digress. There you go. Yeah. Eight. It's weird seeing <coughs> Michelle Tanner's little sister as an ass-kicking superhero. Yes. The fact that Elizabeth Olsen is the little That's sister right. of... The twins that play, yeah, that's that's fantastic. She made so many better movies than those two did combined in their lifetime.
0: So oddly enough, as much as I dislike the Black Widow movie, she was one of the better characters. I liked Scarlet Witch. No, Olsen. Olsen
1: is Scarlet Witch.
0: Oh, I thought we were. I thought she was the Black Widow.
1: That's Scarlet Johansson. No,
0: the other one, her sister.
1: Yes, yesenia, yeah, yeah, is that right? Mm. What's her uh, name? Something Olsen, uh, Elizabeth Olsen. She's she's um, Scarlet Witch, which is by far my WandaVision is like my favorite Marvel, oh, yeah, series. Totally, now I see yeah.
0: it, I can see the family resemblance yeah. now.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think that she'll have bowls of cigarettes at her wedding, but that's fine. <laughs> number nine, I feel like the whole country faking being the poorest country in the world while actually being rich beyond comprehension thing is actually happening somewhere in the world. I don't know where in the world, but that's the point. Takes a drag on lit cigarette a la Rusty Shackleford, aka Dale Dr-
0: Dale Grib- Gribble Gribble yep. Gribble. <laughs> pocket sand
1: yeah i mean i i could believe it
0: well i mean that's the point is that they're the only source of vibranium in the world right
1: right right maybe it's ukraine they have so many resources
0: not vibranium
1: no not vibranium they that would come in handy right now
0: could I'm, yeah. I'm guessing that javelins are probably... So here's the thing. Javelin missiles and stingers are probably still more desirable at this point.
1: Somebody has to be asking Wakanda where they're getting their vibranium, right?
0: <laughs> I believe it's an asteroid. Mm-mm.
1: My point is, if they
0: are... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you if want If they're
1: to- selling vibranium, right. right, to be rich, mm-hmm. somebody has to be like, where's this country getting all this vibranium? Well, they don't
0: know that it's from that country they send out people that sell it and they're like
1: sure sure
0: the arms dealers of vibranium if you will
1: if vibranium is one of the most like valuable metals Mm -hmm. in the world you Mm -hmm. don't think that somebody would figure this out they'd suss it out
0: i i don't know yeah don't know Yeah, that's a fantastic—I don't want to do a diatribe on this, but if anybody's really interested, go look up the technology of the Javelin missile and how they work and what their capabilities are. They are super interesting.
1: Last hot take. Okay. Groot's backstory needs its own movie. Groot is a tree. His backstory is a seed. (laughs) I,
0: I think if you go back far enough, he turns back in to Vin Diesel. But it's Vin Diesel from Riddick. He's oh. actually Riddick. And because they did the shine job on his eyes that allows him to see in the dark, mm-hmm. the origin of how he became a tree was he got in prison again, mm. and they did a procedure on him to treeify him. Wow. And that is how he's Groot. So...
1: It doesn't matter because he still found his family.
0: <laughs> right. The end, they're like, we are Groot. Yeah. That's, yeah. we are a family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but instead, he, he turned into a, a charger.
1: What's really insane about that is a tree is arguably the slowest thing on Earth. <laughs> and... Th- The most zen thing on earth. So he is neither fast nor furious as Groot. (laughs) Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm,
0: mm
1: -hmm. The range on Vin Diesel, you know, just so much range. One minute, very fast. The next minute, very still. Derek signs off. Apologize in advance for any nasty emails you get for this. Derek N0DCW. He's got DC in his call sign. He's talking about the MCU. let's talk about the flash okay
2: let's uh, talk about the flash let's talk
1: about supergirl let's not let's talk about like maybe katie keen no i don't let's not (laughs) let's not
0: i i don't like those tv shows
1: Hmm. oh wait katie keen's actually archie verse
0: they ruined the flash
1: the flash is fantastic
0: archie had a comic book crossover with the punisher
1: Archie Comics?
0: The Punisher was going to try and find and kill a serial killer who just happened to be like a doppelganger for Archie. So, and the comic book is spent of literally the comic book style of Archie with the Punisher in his comic book style invading the comic book.
1: How do we get this?
0: I, yeah, I I do want to get a copy I want, of this. It's, I want it a is copy of this. fantastic from the images I've seen of it. It is super cool. Yeah. Really.
1: Yeah, but Katie Keene is actually in the Archieverse, not in the DC universe. We could talk Legends of Tomorrow. Constantine is in that one. It's pretty good.
0: Constantine the Marvel character? Keanu Reeves is in it?
1: No, Constantine John the DC.
0: Constantine.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's Keanu Reeves.
1: That's a Marvel character, not a DC character?
0: I don't know. I don't care. I'm just saying. I care. I don't care. I think there was a movie called Constantine, based on the comic book that that Keanu Reeves was in.
1: Yes, but it's not Keanu Reeves.
0: I, I assume. Yeah, it's a guy with bleach. Blonde if it hair. was, he would just hold his hands up and, and shake them a little bit, <laughs> just like in the new Matrix.
1: Constantine in uh, Legends of Tomorrow is the keeper of all occult knowledge. Right. It's a
0: that's that's it. Yeah, remember Preacher.
1: Yes. I'm actually really confused because I think that Amazon Prime now has both the episodes of Preacher and episodes of Reacher, and I can't really tell the difference.
0: It's the uh, Preacher round. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> the Preacher All right. <laughs> Thanks, Derek, for the hot takes. Those uh- are good. I'm gonna stop the podcast now to go watch some uh, comic book things.
0: <laughs> Apparently, we got a backlog. We got to work through. Uh, yeah, I would love more hot takes. We don't mind that. Just make sure you uh, splash in a little hammy.
1: He got it in. He got it in. He said needs more radio. That's
0: <laughs> good job, Dad. Maybe a little more. A little oh,
1: more. now now you're gatekeeping.
0: You're you're at a. Uh, <laughs> we were just talking about uh, you know the the corned beef, and you mentioned your affinity of. Uh, the United Kingdom's cooking. You're you're at about a UK level of seasoning. Of <laughs> we need to get you at about a French or a Spanish uh, level of uh, of seasoning of ham radio in those emails. So I had I'm my, just kidding. It was a lot of fun. Thank you.
1: I had my friend uh, Sarah over today. She I um, help watch her kids uh, on Thursdays, and. <laughs> She's like, "Are you are you still making corned beef today?" Because she brought over a bunch of ribs and baked potatoes. I was
0: stuffed. I was like, I, I I forgot to mention it before I left to go take Ben to the Cub Scout thing. I'm like, we can just do the corned beef tomorrow. I won't be offended. It'll be fine. No. Apparently, no. No. Yes.
1: I take my cultural holidays very seriously, and apparently, you're Irish, so I'm going to take that just as seriously. I forgot to dress the kids in green today, but maybe they shouldn't have worn it because it's a bitch. Culturally appropriative, I don't know. But <laughs> speaking of which, the the craft the kids did in in kindergarten today, mm-hmm. every kid came out wearing this paper cutout of a leprechaun hat mm-hmm. with a red beard, and I was like, wh- Why don't people get upset about this?" <laughs>
0: Remember, you remember those like it, it was a meme. It was like an ad that said, "This is my culture. It's not a costume." Yes,
1: yeah. But how come it's okay? I have a on bunch St. of them. Patrick's
0: Day to dress up like a leprechaun. I have a bunch of them that are like that, like kids wearing stupid stuff like this. And it's yeah. like it's my culture. It's not a costume. Like how dare you <laughs> put a red beard on? You're not red hair. You're not a ginger.
1: <laughs> so she and I uh, were. She had brought over um knot's food essentially Which she went to pretty, knots it's pretty it's
0: it's pretty okay it's, it's the ribs fine. are pretty good the the half chickens are fine
1: it's free food whatever free food i mean we well, paid for it yeah yeah so it's heavily discounted food i right. guess but um She, I was like, okay, time to make the roast beef. And she was like, you're still going to cook the roast beef or the corned beef. beef. yeah. And then I was like, yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day. I I have to. I'm just like, I'm culturally bound to do it. This is you're murdering yourself.
0: I have never made you do this. I've never... Then, like, forced you to do this culturally or anything like that. But I do work really hard at accepting your cultures. So there, I know. Sort of so That's, I thank you. I appreciate it. This
1: is a, this is a principal stance a la Jonah Jameson.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I, I will, maybe in the future, I'll swap out um, St. Patrick's Day because I don't have, like, a ton of cultural ties to it. Obviously, we celebrated it growing up and all mm-hmm. that. We should have a day for ham radio, like International Ham Radio Day. That will become the new... Wow. Cultural holiday for me.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Our whole life is every day. <laughs> I think I'm honoring your culture really well, <laughs> at least two nights a week, plus Saturdays and every other Wednesday. So.
0: <laughs> well, and you put it like that. You just sound ungrateful. <laughs>
1: But, uh, but I had made this joke to Sarah. I'm like, time to boil some cabbage. <laughs> and then she goes, why is everything boiled? <laughs> like, because you boil the corned beef. Famine. Right. You boil uh, the potatoes. I ended up making mashed potatoes. But you boil the cabbage, the vegetables, yada, yada. And then uh, so I was like, wasn't there a ton of conquering done for right. spices? It
0: went to the rich people. Yeah, or it was very expensive out of the hands of most normal. right. You know. But
1: then what ended up happening, and the reason why, like, very simply cooked ingredients stuck for so long, mm-hmm. whereas in countries where um, the food is extremely flavorful and complex, right?
0: A it lot of it and cultural pride.
1: Well, I mean, it is now, but right. the purpose was, like you used spices to cover up something that might be like an off flavor. Okay, right. Like either because the the meat was getting older, or whatever game you caught was like stinkier, Mm
3: -hmm. you know.
1: And so, in in wealthier parts of Europe, when spices became more widely available, the rich flipped the script and basically went, "No, we're not gonna season our food." Because our food is already so good without seasoning, mm-hmm. you poor people have to season your food because it doesn't already taste good. That's, and here we are.
0: Mm-hmm. And now it's boiling like, things. Boiling things still <laughs> yes. around. All right. Or frying.
1: The next email is titled "Forming Strong Bonds in Ham Radio," and some random knowledge. Excellent. We do love that random knowledge. We do. This is from Tom. Ahoy. <laughs> After listening to Josh's reply to my RFI conundrum, I went to the drawing board and dug deeper into what might be causing the issue in my shack. Okay. After reading the pertinent sections of the ARRL handbook, grounding and bonding for the radio amateur, and attempting to consult the tiny leprechaun that I am thoroughly convinced lives inside my radio to make it work, Mm -hmm. I have finally found the solution. Okay. You gotta ask that leprechaun where the gold is. That's Edison tried to make a deal with me today. He was like, I know where the leprechaun's gold is. And I will tell you, if you buy me a deck of Pokemon cards, I was like, I don't want. I don't want the leprechaun. <laughs> I don't want the leprechaun's gold.
0: Yes, what a negotiator. Man. And, then, so and then he's like,
1: but it'll give you wishes. Start It first started with five wishes. And then it moved up to six wishes. Wow! And I'm like, man, you what's, may be what's a,
0: Edison got on this leprechaun. May,
1: you may be the leprechaun, <laughs> <Just, laughs> <laughs> Trixie little dude. And then he's like, you could wish for whatever you want. I was like, I have everything I want. And he was like, you you could have like unlimited money. And then I was like, that would really upset the balance of the economy. And
0: then. <laughs> Now you're explaining. <laughs> and then he baseline goes economy, you economics. you
1: could get teleportation. And I was like see the difficult thing about teleportation is that I would need to calculate the rate that the the world is spinning and the rate that I would be traveling by teleportation to make sure that I was teleporting to a place that was either safe or not encountering anyone else. Mm-hmm. Right? So the time it would take for me to figure something like that out, I might as well have just driven there. <laughs> like that's
0: hot take that's a good one <laughs> that's very good I like that
1: because like one wrong calculation mm-hmm. and I'm dead right and I might have killed somebody else too it's
0: literally like the warp drive conundrum it's like how do you know you're not teleporting into a star right you know, like you know, right. It's that mean, whole thing with Star Wars exactly on New Hope
1: and then um, and then what else did he say he was like but but you could just have everything that like you think of. And then I'm like, no, I could only have five or six things that I think of,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: everything that I have, uh, everything that I want, I have. Wow. Right? And then and then he's like, there's I'm not getting this deck. I'm like, no, you're not getting
0: this Pokemon deck. Did he actually say that? I'm not yeah. getting this yeah. Wow, that's pretty interesting for a 5-year-old to pull that. <laughs>
1: But he's just upset because he has money. He can buy it. right?
0: okay. So what's the problem? Because
1: the day before, we were walking and he's talking about this Pokemon deck again. I don't... He's obsessed with it. He might end up getting it for his birthday because his birthday is coming. Right. But... And I swear if we start getting Pokemon decks in the mail...
0: Nobody send us Pokemon
1: cards. (laughs) Give the kid his decks. No. Um he he ends up he's talking to me and he was like did you you said that a uh, Pokemon deck's only eighty dollars I was like whoa eighty that's there's two problems with this <laughs> one eighty dollars is a lot of money kid mm-hmm. <laughs> so you shouldn't be saying only eighty dollars for anything. Mm-hmm. But who's spending $80 on a deck of Pokemon cards?
0: A lot of people do, but...
1: No, he's talking about one of those player decks. Like, like the
0: pre-constructed ones? Yeah,
1: exactly. So it those has all the right $80. energies, all the yep. right... Yeah, it's like maybe $18 for something that something has a like GX that. in it, right? right? And then he was like, 18 is less than 80. And I'm like, yes. And he was like, so why don't you get it? <laughs> And then I felt like he was just saying eighty dollars to make the eighteen dollars seem reasonable. <laughs>
0: wow. I wouldn't put it past him.'
1: it's amazing. Just his little mind, we have to work very hard to prevent him from starting a criminal enterprise. Yeah, literally I'm, I'm yeah,
0: I worry about that. <laughs> he's he's too he's too smart in that way. Yeah. And it freaks me out.
1: And then, like, he'll just take them. He'll do something wrong. And then he'll know what the consequence is. And he'll just take it. He's like, ah, you got me. Whatever. You, I'll go to timeout. We're
0: <laughs> ah, look at you. Here we are. Who saw this coming? Am I right? Not me.
1: It's like, it's like one of those series where there's, like, a long-running criminal. And like a long-running cop.
0: (laughs) No, it's the end of every Trailer Park Boys. (laughs) They end up back in jail, and the beginning of the next season is them getting out of jail. And they go in, and they have their own schemes in the jail. Yes, yes. It scares me deeply. Yes. Deeply.
1: (laughs) Well, Tom continues. Firstly, I have applied some known mix of ferrites from Palomar Engineering to anything that resembled a wire and could possibly carry a current inside the shack. Okay. A slight improvement was made, but the RFI was still causing my rig to disconnect with anything over 50 watts of output of FT8.
0: Yeah. Okay. As so. I
1: scratched my head, I wondered what else might suddenly make my PC and radio not like talking to one another. Then it hit me. They clearly needed to bond more. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So after nicely talking to both of them and asking them what the issue was, I formed a more permanent bond between the two with a small run of wire that I had laying around to test the theory. Nice. Success.
0: Very good. Nicely done.
1: I can now put the full 100 watt power of the IC 7300 and DX Commander combination to use to talk to people around the globe. Excellent. Congratulations.
0: That's always fun. There's nothing better than than finally finding your your RFI problems.
1: This is exactly why you go around shutting off things all the time. Well,
0: at some point you're just tired of it all. Like mm-hmm. when there's just a new thing like every couple of months, it's just obnoxious. But when you have, like one thing mm-hmm. and then it goes away and it's like a whole new world, a whole new radio mm-hmm. world. that is amazing,
1: so our stove clock is never right anymore,
0: right because I'm just constantly turning the
1: power right. Off. And that drives a lot of people who come over crazy. They, I mean, we have a clock on the wall that Mm -hmm. is absolutely the right time. It's what we use Mm -hmm. for time telling in the house. Mm -hmm. But people will look to the stove clock and uh, somebody made a comment. It's like, "Um, so like Josh's radios like reset this? And I was like, no, Josh resets this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not a random radio thing. Mm -hmm. He's turning off breakers.
0: I get to it eventually, but it takes me a while.
1: I've just given up on it. I've given up
0: on it. I'll just put a sticker over it put a hammer to crash course sticker on it
1: but i i need to see that screen oh right because i cook it is
0: it is one of those Mm -hmm. screens it's a multi-function screen
1: well tom continues all this to say that thanks to the podcast starting me in the right direction now i understand the importance of bonding equipment in the shack and also highlighting one of the many reasons i enjoy this hobby We constantly face new challenges, new and changing issues, and thanks to Elmers like Josh, can get either a direct answer to our problem or begin to know where to look to better understand the issue and devise a solution. Both in the fire service and the Army, we embrace the mantra, improvise, adapt, and overcome for any challenges that we face. I find that this attitude of problem solving also rings true with the amateur radio community. I am thrilled... I yeah. Mm-hmm. I am thrilled that I can be a part of this community and hope to be able to pass my knowledge gained by experience to others.
0: It, it's it's always my goal to try and give people some kind of epistemology knowledge in in your toolkit in your brain of how to go about a problem.
1: What does the toolkit in your brain look like?
0: What's well, that's called your epistemology?
1: No, but I mean like if you were to envision your toolkit in your brain is it like a, a little toolbox or is it like one of these massive garage like snap-on tool storage systems
0: i feel like <laughs> this is gonna make me sound like a total jerk like a portable hole <laughs> or like a tardis where it's bigger on the inside
1: or like what newt has in just, a fantastic yeah case. like
0: the suitcase right yeah. like it's just it's crazy it's chaos but there's like a lot of stuff in there
2: mm.
0: i'm not pretending to be organized or anything in my brain but there's a lot of. you've stuff all seen a cramped. shack there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff cramped in there and i can in generally fact, put it you, to good use
1: did you know that his shack is actually in a suitcase
0: <laughs> it is that's the, that's the big trick yeah it's bigger on the inside that's right so yeah i i I love to tell people the right answer for the solution when it's kind of one of those questions where it's just like, here's the right answer. Let's move on. Everybody, let's move on together. But there's there's situations like this where it's actually worth it to kind of go through the experience, to go through actually figuring out, reading up a lot, coming to the real conclusion, because it's not like people do this by the way they'll take a picture of the waterfall in their radio and go what's causing this <laughs> it's like i don't know
1: i can't even figure out what's causing it in my own radio <laughs>
0: like it, it's not like a footprint like it's not like a like a fingerprint like it's like a unique thing that we can diagnose and go like oh yes i know what that is it doesn't work that way so you it's generally a process to come to the solution and i i, I like those problems but i like more when people can <clears throat> take some of that information and run with it
1: so Tom's going to be Elmering in no time. Mhm. Yeah. Now, on to the random knowledge promised in this email subject line. After the invention and proliferation of the telephone, Alexander Graham Bell decided that the recommended greeting when answering the phone should be, ahoy. Mm -hmm. However, it wasn't until his rival, Thomas Edison, began encouraging users of his phone to answer with, hello, that this became the customary greeting. Below is a link to an NPR article that covers the change in more detail for those curious. Thanks to watching modern marvels as a child, I have managed to retain this gemstone of knowledge to adulthood, much in the same way we all know the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs>
0: there, there's an episode of The Simpsons where Smithers, like, leaves or disappears or he quits and Burns <sighs> has to answer the phone on his own. And mm-hmm. There's a reference to this because he, like, slaps the hand receiver so it flies up in the air and he catches it and he goes, mm-hmm. ahoy hoy. <laughs> that is a reference to this.
1: Uh, that's funny. So yeah. The Simpsons, that's something I haven't watched in a long long time. Well, Tom signs off. Hopefully this email makes it to this week's podcast. 73 Tom KO4 SAB, person that managed to fix an issue without releasing the magic smoke from their radio this time at least.
0: Good job. That's always the the best thing.
1: Thank you for the update on your issue, Tom, and thank you so much for your service. Thank you. The next email is to, oh, uh, Tom has actually provided a link as well. I'll drop that in the show notes. The next email is titled, Janky Antennas and Public Service Events. And this is from volunteer podcast junior co-producer, Jake. All right. Hello, HRCC fam. How you doing? This week is the Shamrock Marathon here in Virginia Beach. And it is one of the biggest public service events in our local Aries group staffs. Um, And there's a link to the Shamrock Marathon. Due to the size of the race and the location of the repeater, it is necessary to have some crossband repeater locations set up. Since I have access to one of those homes along the race course, I decided to offer up the location and attached is an abomination of ham radio and OSHA violations while testing to see if my (laughs) creation could support its own weight. To set up my temporary radio station, I made a mast by hose clamping a 24-foot painter's pole to a 20-foot telescoping flagpole add a little coax and a signal stick to top it all off you got a fancy looking asterisk next to your name in the city zone (laughs) and code book (laughs) okay i don't entirely feel comfortable putting 50 watts in the signal stick but according to the signal stuff website it's rated for 50 watts at 100 percent duty cycle Mm -hmm. i might still want to add a counterpoise josh what's your opinion on this
0: Mm yeah you you would want to add a counterpoise that's you, <laughs> yeah you, you would want to add some kind of stingers off to the bottom kind of like if you pull up one of those ground plane antennas like a diamond or comet and they have those little spikes that kind of point out horizontally or pointed downward you might need something like that to kind of help out your antenna a bit This is one of those situations where you start adding stuff like that, like a counter off the shield of the coax. You can uh, put that on an antenna analyzer and that will will help you get the appropriate match.
1: All right. Jake says, thanks. I knew I could count on you. I'll keep that in mind. Okay. (laughs) Coat hangers. Anyways, today, Thursday the 17th, we had a pre-race briefing and another Aries member, Jeremy KN4FWY, comes up to me and says... I really enjoy listening to your emails every week.
0: <laughs> I said, what?
1: Oh, he was even wearing the Anun arc Reactor t-shirt. What? Only available at hamtactical.com.
0: Wow, that's cool.
1: Anyhow, hi, Jeremy. Not sure if you're listening to this, but enjoy your time at the water stop, or I hope the water stop went well. I that's love this cool. so much. That's because
0: super cool. This
1: is literally one of the reasons that Ham Tactical was created. So that you could spot other hams, mm-hmm. especially HRCC hams, right. in the wild.
0: Yeah, that's super. Right. Cool. Yeah, that's
1: so <laughs> that's so exciting.
0: Yeah, I love it.
1: Though I, I hope maybe one day, people who don't even know what HRCC is <laughs> stumble upon Ham Tactical and go, "I really wanted these ham t-shirts." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That would be cool. But so many of these are inside
0: jokes. Yeah. You know. (laughs) I do like the arc reaction. How
1: hilarious would it be if somebody was wearing the not allergic to bee shirt? And then you're like, oh, you listen to HRCC. That would be really weird. And they're like, what's HRCC? I just,
0: this is an important statement on. I don't want to have someone like. (laughs)
1: EpiPen me. Stab me me with an (laughs) EpiPen.
0: Thinking that I got stung by a bee.
1: (laughs) This is a safety shirt.
0: (laughs) All right. I'm not about that extracurricular epinephrine usage. (laughs) I'm ready to go. (laughs) Yeah. To the hospital.
1: I'm amped. (laughs) Would it give you laser focus, though?
0: Until your heart exploded, yeah.
1: Wow. Well, Jay continues... Leia, I had no intention of robbing you of your slogan during the ham radio minute. Maybe if you can get Josh to say it wasn't a minute, I can clip it and send it in as a drop for Josh to play at the end of the HRM. I feel like there is a merch idea here somewhere. Maybe a shirt saying it's never a minute with a radio underneath. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, nobody's really ever on the radio for a minute either. I don't think is there anybody who can actually just be on the radio for a minute
0: not talking that's i mean contesters yeah contesters do but if it's like a rag chew shirt Mm. it's never a minute that'd be kind of funny but yeah i don't know that one we'd have to
1: well if we make one
0: Jake, you'll get one yep jake you brought it up you would get it
1: anyways i have a busy day tomorrow so it's time to say 73s 73s for now your podcast is the highlight of my week that's oh, thank so you. Nice. You're soon to be arrested by Noah for various OSHA violations. Correspondent Jake
0: KO4JUZ73. Come with me and you'll be in a world of OSHA violations.
1: Uh, Jake follows up with, P.S., good luck on your test, Leia. I know you can do it. That amount of confidence is just widely misplaced. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the courage that you misplaced is <laughs> Hawkeye level. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm literally dreading the email's ending <laughs> because I know <laughs> that I'm in for a very painful test session. Yeah, yeah. And I want you guys to know, it's not that I didn't want to study. It's that the city went to hell in a handbasket right right,
0: right right week. i know i mean <laughs> i what did i say like three weeks three weeks three three four weeks i think was my original <laughs> no you
1: said two to three <laughs> okay damn but now want to try to get that extra one out of it
0: so. <laughs> so we'll see what happens after this episode
1: yeah and that's jake your rooting for you correspondent <laughs> thank you so much and jake has actually provided pictures of uh the osha violating um oh nice well, antenna. we will put those, but in but I'm going to show it to you right now, just so Chrisper's we can get podcast. your reaction live. Okay. okay, are you ready?
0: I am. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That sounds like somebody in the uh, podcast channel posted their antenna, and it was like, <laughs> "What is that hanging from?"
0: The fan dipole. Yeah, it, it was a was fan huge, dipole antenna. Huge. Yeah, it huge. was a 40 meter dipole um, with you know small shorter elements underneath it. I thought yeah. he did a good job. Look, Absolutely. Looked look the way it should to me. And now it's time. It's the final email. All right.
1: The next email is titled, Highly Accurate Ham Radio Article. Okay. And this is from Volunteer Podcast co-producer Nathan. Mm-hmm. Hi there, my peeps. This is the Victor Tango dude. Is that supposed to be Vermont or? Yeah. Well, excellent. That works out. Just a quick email this week, really, since I wanted to share with you an interesting article that was shared on the HRO Instagram.
0: Oh, I read this, and it is ridiculous.
1: This Please. is Ham Radio Outlet's Instagram.
0: Ham Radio Outlet. Who the um, the social media manager for HRO is Julian Julian Frost. Who is okay. very active in ham radio, has been around for a really long time. All right. And he saw this. Just go ahead. Okay. I don't want to spoil anything.
1: An article about ten meter radio. Since I know Leia often finds great accurate articles <laughs> online. <laughs> I have a real knack for it, you know. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I thought this might interest you both. Mm-hmm. It is highly accurate. Every sentence researched extensively.
0: Extensively.
1: Not. <laughs> mm-hmm. I only found one or two sentences that were correct, but it is highly entertaining in its inaccuracies. Some of the greatest hits are, a 10-meter radio is an antenna that transmits signals up to 10 meters, 33 feet away. Mm -hmm. The range of a 10-meter radio is determined by the distance between the antenna and the receiver. Wow. I I didn't know that. It's so bad. (laughs) Operators of this type of radio must be able to listen to all the transmissions on the air and know what they are about. They must also be able to identify where those transmissions are coming from to decode them correctly. (laughs) They need to know how long each transmission will take and how much power they will use while transmitting it as well. Check it out, everyone. Just interesting, probably written by an AI for advertising, but on a site with no advertisements. Ham radio article at its worst only spelled a little bit better than Josh's newsletters mm-hmm. and occasionally his YouTube video titles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wait a minute! I thought I was doing a pretty good job proofing. Yeah, that's all on you. Your newsletters. Am I not catching everything?
0: This is all on you. If if it's slipping by, this is this is your fault. Wow.
1: I mean, you are giving it to me at the like the last hours <laughs> before he before it needs to get sent what? out. <laughs> What? So, uh, sure, I'll, I'll take I'll take the blame. I didn't write any of it, but that's... That's right. Yeah, that's fine. And I'm going to pop open this article. It's uh, called Mizo News. What is what? a 10-meter radio? Everything you should know.
2: Everything.
1: Everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has a radio that says 10-meter radio on it mm-hmm. as the cover picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. hmm what is a 10 meter radio? Many people have asked that question. Have they? Have they? <laughs> and it is a very good question. Good. Even though we live in a digital age and have all these wonderful ways to communicate, many people still use the radio as their only means of communication.
0: Mm-hmm. 10 meters. So for, for 11, <laughs> over eight years out of the time, they just don't talk to anybody.
1: 10 meter radio is a radio that can transmit and receive 10 meters 33 feet
0: 33 feet (laughs) that's it that's all you got
1: this radio is very old technology, dating back to 1932, and is still widely around the world, still used widely around the world. Be cautious if you want to get one, since it's
0: they extremely
1: bite. similar to other designs.
0: <laughs> Some of them, not even radios.
1: <laughs> this one's a cake. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> please don't stop reading until the end you'll learn that's what it all- says yes you'll learn this all has you- to be
0: a joke this has to be a joke what a fantastic joke
1: you'll learn all you need to know about 10 meter radio from us
0: i'm not biting i this I know. is this I'm is reading a hand. trying to i'm reading it to the this end is, I, I, and i'm 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 gonna put a prediction out here this is gonna get mentioned on some youtube videos and i bet you it was created for that explicit purpose <laughs> i bet you I'm not biting.
1: Everything you need to know about 10-meter radio. Mm -hmm. Radio waves are used to communicate between different radio stations and between people. (laughs) The stations. Mm -hmm. And then also the people. Right. Yes.
0: We transmit directly into the people. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: But how does one get a radio signal from a specific location? The answer that is that a radio station can be made to send the signal anywhere within 10 meters. I'm <laughs> dead. so bad. This is done using antennas. <laughs> oh. The signals from the antennas are sent out into the air and Mm -hmm. picked up by receivers at other locations.
0: That's a true statement. This
1: process is called broadcasting with a specific frequency.
0: (laughs) The broadcasting will piss people off because it's transmitting, but sure.
1: A 10 meter antenna has been used for many years now, but it wasn't until the early 2000s that this technology was made available for commercial use in radios and television. This is a Poe. The 10 meter radio and its functionality are explained in detail here. What are 10 meter frequencies? God, I hope somebody didn't like tune out and then realize that we're reading an article Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then tune back in and go, what are these bozos saying? I'm reading an article. I feel like maybe every 10 minutes I need to drop (laughs) the disclaimer.
0: Yeah, this is a (laughs) po for sure.
1: What are 10 meter frequencies? A 10-meter frequency is a radio frequency that falls between the range of 28 to 30 megahertz. 10-meter frequencies are used for broadcasting on shortwave radio. The 10-meter band is also known as, quote-unquote, the magic band. Oh, it's this where is people wrong. can pick up shortwave broadcasts from all over the world, including international broadcasters like Voice of America, Radio Canada International, and Douche Welly. Dutch, Dutch Welly, whatever. You nailed it. Yeah. This is. Deutsche. Deutsche
0: Welly. Wow. Yeah, there we go. Douche Welly.
1: Deutsche Welly.
0: <laughs> this is that brand that came after Von Dutch. <laughs> Douche Welly.
1: How. How is a 10-meter radio used? There's links to other articles.
0: Okay, you can stop. That's say I'm good.
1: ham radio codes. What does 73 mean in ham radio? This is a joke. Can I just go no. there? Yes. I have to. Okay. I have okay.
0: to. This, have this to. reminds me of that meme that came out where it was like a Twitter post when the guy said, I forced a bot to watch over 1,000 hours of Olive Garden commercials and then ask it to write an Olive Garden commercial of its own. Here's the first page.
1: Yes. Do you remember this one? Yes, yes.
0: Interior Olive Garden restaurant. A group of friends laughs at a dinner table. A waitress comes to deliver what could be considered food. Waitress, <laughs> pasta nachos for you. Pasta nachos. We see we see the pasta nachos. They are warm and defeated. Friend one, <laughs> the menu is here. Waitress, lasagna wings with extra Italy. <laughs> We see the lasagna wings. There's more Italy than necessary. Friend two, I shall eat Italian citizens. Waitress, unlimited stick. We see the unlimited stick. It is infinite. It is all. Friend three, leave without me. I am home. Waitress, gluten classico from the kitchen. We, the gluten classico, we believe the waitress that it is from the kitchen. We have no reason not to believe. Friend four says nothing. Fred one, what is wrong, Fred four? Friend four says nothing. Friend two, friend four, what is wrong, friend four? <laughs> friend four smiles wide. Her mouth is full of secret soup. <laughs> Announcer.
1: Is that soup a Yeah.
0: <laughs> Announcer. That... Open, pred, close, friend. Wet voice. Olive <laughs> Garden. When you're here, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> and, that is what that is. That is what that is.
2: It's not wrong. It's not wrong.
0: It is infinite. It is all. The unlimited stick is my favorite. That's still my favorite. Oh my God. It is far. It is more Italy than necessary. <laughs>
1: I'm not gonna knock the lasagna wings.
0: <laughs> Who knows, man? It
1: could be amazing. A pasta nachos, though. No? Olive Garden needs to get on this. A pasta nacho makes sense.
0: No, it. Not, no, 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 it doesn't. Yeah, not.
1: you fry a bunch of lasagna noodles so that they're chips.
0: <laughs> oh, literally pasta yeah. nachos! I thought it was gonna be like yeah. a plate of nachos with pasta on top of it. <laughs> But you could fry lasagna noodles into chip, you know, break them into chips. You didn't chips. let me
1: finish. Then you top it with spaghetti and meatballs.
0: <laughs> I feel like the pasta nachos would have the fried lasagna with Alfredo sauce on top and then have... Spaghetti and bolognese on top of that. Oh, you're bolognese. right. It
1: does need. Uh, it does need some alfredo. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's not pasta nachos without the alfredo.
0: <laughs> there was like one time, the first time I went to Olive Garden. First time I was a young kid, and they're like, "We can. It, it's unlimited breadsticks. We can just bring you out like a plate of alfredo. <laughs> Do you want that <laughs> to dip the the breadsticks I've in? I've
1: never done that before. And Is it good?
0: I mean, I was like eight, so yeah, it was the greatest thing ever. And then my mom was like, this boy is going to be fat. Like, give me more sauce. Don't want pasta, bring bread for sauce.
1: So my big confession Mm -hmm. about Italian food is I still love the old spaghetti factory. I I genuinely love every restaurant that follows the norms method of like food.
0: What does that mean when you have like a cake at the end?
1: No. So norms was you could get soup and salad. This is very important. You okay. could get both. Right. You didn't have to choose. Choosing is dumb. Sometimes you want soup and salad. Mm-hmm. And then you get your meal. Okay. And then you get ice cream at the end.
0: Right, but, so it's like the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, that is, the and it's all—it's all. It's
1: all it, are there norms in other countries, in other country, in other states, <laughs> or is norms know. like a California thing?
0: I—it I, I, it I feels no idea. very California too. because
1: of the architecture, right?
0: No, I mean just like the style, just the whole thing feels like it's a California thing, like a a throwbacky California type thing.
1: So, old spaghetti factory mm-hmm. is kind of the same thing—soup and salad. I haven't been there in years, so don't add me took the if kids they don't there. do there. They don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But then you could get spumoni at the end.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And now that I'm saying all this, I realize I could probably just go get soup, salad, and ice cream anywhere.
0: Right. <laughs> but- <laughs> not Disneyland. They discontinued the spumoni.
1: The fantastic,
0: Fant- yeah, fantasmic. That's
1: yeah, fantastic ice cream, which uh, could still be a myth. It's not. <laughs> We went into every place that served ice cream asking for this, and people thought we were crazy. Because
0: we're talking to like teenagers. They're like, like that was before I was born.
1: How long have you been coming to
0: Disneyland? Fantastic. Do people still watch that? <laughs> Is that like 25 years old now? Hey, here's a hot piece of info. <laughs> and everybody that's listening to this right now, I want you to really buckle up for this. There are more rides at Disneyland. And California Adventure than all of Disney World?
1: No. Yes. Prove it. Where did you get this?
0: It is online.
1: Disney World is so much bigger than the Disneyland Resort.
0: Correct. There are more rides. When you add California Adventure, there are more rides. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: And like they don't even have that amount of acreage. So, like, how long does it take at Disney World to get from ride to ride?
0: <clears throat> Two days. Wow. In Orlando traffic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Nathan continues. Check it out, everyone. Just interesting. Probably written by AI. Well, I already said that. Uh, Nathan signs off 73 K1 MAZ Nathan. And here comes Nathan's quotes. Mm-hmm. Only bad writers think their work is really good. And, and, and right. Strong people write bad stories. Manu Joseph. Writers don't have bad life days, they just have good research days, Julie Wright. P.S. After writing this email, I received an email from the New England CUSO party with a certificate for participating in that CUSO party in 2021, which was shortly after I got my general class license. I opened the PDF up and saw that I got first place single operator low power for my county of Bennington. Wow. Whoop, whoop. I am quite surprised. This was was from back in May 2021. (laughs) This encouraged me. My 30 contacts almost a year ago were enough. Last Saturday was also the one-year mark of me being a general class holder. So happy. Those extra class books aren't going to study themselves.
0: Nicely done. Congratulations.
1: I know Leia's books are probably very lonely. Mm. I don't even know where my book is anymore. <laughs> Never mind. That would mean that she had the books to study in the first place. 67 weeks and two days till they change the general questions. <laughs> At that, good night. Good night. Thanks, Nathan. I I feel like people really want me to take this test now.
0: <laughs> I think they just want you to do better at it.
1: <laughs> but if I do better at it, when will you get to shout at your podcast player?
0: <laughs> I. That's true. That's true. I want to remind everybody that's listening. Thanks so much for sending your emails in. You can send them to Leah at HamTactical dot com. Uh, what's the voicemail number again, Leah? Just for everybody that made it all the oh, way. Oh man, through.
1: you're putting me on the spot. Okay, here. well you look
0: that up. Yeah. Uh, reminder too, if anybody's interested and you're enjoying the podcast, one of the ways you can say you like it is to drop us a review on iTunes. We do appreciate that.
1: Absolutely. The phone number for the voicemail is five six two three three four two three eight nine. Okay. Leah, would you like to take a taste? <sighs> No no i would not are you giving me the option
0: <laughs> well that's a drop uh yeah that's it, it asked a question that's actually the bot that came asked up with the an olive answer. garden ad
1: <laughs> can the bot answer these questions for me no <laughs> these questions have too much italy <laughs>
0: <laughs> more than necessary of italy.
1: i am on question 21 of 35
0: oh man you did fly through this test though
1: I I did. How great for me. Mm -hmm. What is the name of the process that changes the instantaneous frequency of an RF wave to convey information? A, frequency transformation. B, frequency convulsion.
0: Convulsion.
1: (laughs) C, frequency conversion. Or D, frequency modulation. I'm going to go with frequency modulation. Yeah. Thank you very much. Which of the following can be the result? Of an incorrectly adjusted speech processor. Uh A, splatter. B, distorted speech. C, all of these choices are correct. D, excessive background pickup. I'm going to go with C, all of these choices are correct.
0: Bada boom. Wow. Two out of three.
1: The next question reads, how does a noise blanker work? Okay. A, by clipping the noise peaks. B, by directing noise pulses into a filter capacitor. C, by reducing receiver gain during a noise pulse. D, by temporarily increasing the received bandwidth. I'm going to go with A, by clipping the noise peaks. That's not right. <clears throat> by reducing the receiver gain during a noise pulse. Yeah. What's a noise pulse?
0: So... Remember when we were, when I'd have you sit, remember when I shackled you to my radio when I would shut the power off to reset the clock on the oven? Well, when I was having you leave. There's at an the, easier
1: way to change the clock on the oven, by the
0: way. You it's have to always start fresh right. every time. You, Twice have to start a fresh. Day. you have to start fresh every time. <laughs> it's like when you reformat your computer and it runs so fast after you do it. So, what'll often happen is noise, and this is not all the time, not for everyone. But some folks will have a situation where they'll get like a quick burst of noise. Okay. It could be like a motor starting up on a refrigerator or something along those lines. Or it's just, you know, some kind of crazy electrical thing where it's on a a pulse. And the pulse has a fluctuation to it that goes down and then back up. The noise blanker is supposed to soften that major fast climb.
1: Well, why wouldn't that be clipping noise peaks then?
0: I, that's just not how it functions. All right. Restart. Back to one. That was, I was rooting for you there.
1: What is one reason to use an impedance matching transformer? Here we go. A, to minimize radiation resistance. B, to minimize transmitter power output. C, to maximize the transfer of power. D, to reduce the power supply ripple. Um, C to maximize the transfer of power.
0: You got it. You don't want your power supplies drinking Ripple. That's bum wine.
1: <laughs> ripple is actually uh, pea-based milk. So like pea, pea the, what the legume, not the bodily waste. <laughs> ripple.
0: Ripple is a really it, it's bum wine.
1: Well now, it's pea milk. Okay. P E A. I I P-E-E. I weep for the future.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: What if a circuit is used to process signals from the RF amplifier and local oscillator, then send the result to the IF filter in a super heterodyne receiver? What is a super heterodyne receiver? <laughs> At least I already I already broke it. So
0: <laughs> Broke what? The streak. <laughs> I mean, if the orders were different on those questions, you would have been done. The last, the last two:
1: A amplifier, B mixer, C detector, D balanced modulator. Mm. Mm. What circuit is used to process signals from the RF amplifier and local oscillator, then send the result to an IF filter? <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, uh A balanced modulator? It's a mixer, right?
0: Yeah. It's the mixing. So a super heterodyne radio usually has two oscillators, and there is the um, primary oscillator, and then there's the secondary oscillator, and those two signals are heterodyned together into one using a mixer. What is ha-
1: heterodyne?
0: Become one, basically. I'm using very simple terms right here.
1: It's a Spice Girl song.
0: Yeah, what? Become one. To become one. That's a Spice Girl song. Yeah. Yeah, they nailed it. They, yeah. That was a, <laughs> a Scary Spice was definitely the IF filter. Mm-hmm. Posh Spice was the prime. No, not the primary oscillator. That would have been.
1: You're hearing spice. it now. It's spice girls as ham parts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh I I I'm no longer gonna use block diagrams, which we <laughs> normally use in the RF space. I'm gonna use pictures of the spice girls with the <laughs> with the logos on them. What would be the last one's baby, right? So baby spice would be the secondary the the yeah, the secondary oscillator. And what's posh? Oh, that's right. What would she be?
1: Because
0: the mixer is
1: What's the most expensive? Oh, part? Oh, she
0: could be the mix. She would be the mixer then. All right. The most okay. expensive part is the mixer, or probably the IF filter.
1: Okay. okay. <sighs> All right.
0: Please don't email me with what your thoughts are. Better placement uh, <laughs> of the uh, Spice Girls into a super heterodyne block diagram.
1: Which of the following applies when the FCC rules designate the amateur service as a secondary user on a band? A. Amateurs can use the band only during emergencies. B. Amateur stations must record the call sign of the primary service station before operating on the frequency assigned to that station. C. Amateur stations can use the band only if they do not cause harmful interference to primary users. D. Amateur stations may only operate during specific hours of the day, while primary users are permitted twenty-four hour use of the band. It's C. Amateur ratio, uh, stations can use the band yes. only if they do not cause harmful interference to primary. I'm
0: users. starting to pick up a tell on for you when you read an answer that you know is the answer. Mm. You you there's a confidence pause. You make a pause and then you come out of that pause with like gusto yeah come out of it like that is the answer well
1: now i'm going to read them all with gusto what is the purpose (laughs) of a capacitance hat on a mobile antenna a to allow remote tuning b to electrically lengthen a physically short antenna c to increase the power handling capacity of a whip antenna d to allow automatic band changing uh, to increase the power handling capacity of a whip antenna, no, no. it's to electrically lengthen a physically short
0: antenna. It, it'll often take the the view of you know towards the top of the antenna there'll be like a clover leaf with multiple wire loops of wires, or they'll just be like little things coming off of the side of it. Those are often capacitance hats.
1: What is the significance of the sunspot number with regard to HF propagation? A, lower sunspot numbers generally indicate greater probability of sporadic e-propagation. B, a zero sunspot number indicates that radio propagation is not possible on any band. C, higher sunspot numbers generally indicate a greater probability of good propagation at higher frequencies. D, a zero sunspot number indicates undisturbed conditions. Mm. I don't know. C, a higher sunspot number generally indicates a greater probability of good propagation at higher frequencies.
0: Yep. You got it.
1: What does the Q signal, QRL, mean? A, will you keep the frequency clear? B, are you operating full break in or can you operate full break in? C, are you busy or is this frequency in use? D, are you listening for a specific station? What is QRL?
0: It's Q code.
1: I know, but what is it?
0: Hmm. (laughs) That's the question.
1: Yeah, that is the question. What do you think L stands for in the QR? Look at this. (laughs) So QRM is noise, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Uh. Man-made interference. Okay. QR Nancy is like static or noise. That could be atmospheric or undetermined. Mm. Or it's just Nancy. She's just out there again.
1: (laughs) I don't know what full break-in means.
0: That's for CW.
1: I don't know. Are you listening only for a specific station? Are you busy or is this frequency in use
0: great? Are you
1: busy? <laughs> I like how you're keeping track with only two bottle caps. Well, if we get to
0: two, I'm thinking we're, <laughs> we're getting somewhere.
1: What skills learned during hidden transmitter hunts are of help to the volunteer monitoring program A, identification of different call signs. B, hunters have the opportunity to transmit on non-amateur frequencies. C, direction finding used to locate stations violating FCC rules. D, identification of -of out-of-band operation. I'm going to go with C, direction finding used to locate stations violating FCC rules.
0: I'm going to go with uh, whichever the option is for going online and complaining about it on QRZ. That's the skill.
1: Which of the following describes the function of a two input and gate? A, output is low, then either or both inputs are high. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: B, output is high only when both inputs are high. C, output is low only when both inputs are high. D, output is high. When either or both inputs are low. What?
0: (laughs) Do you understand the concept of like logic gates? No. Like an if versus an and, or sorry, an or versus an and? Yes. Okay.
1: A, output is low when either or both, no. Output is high only when both inputs are high. So
0: the and is in reference to both.
1: Mm.
2: And
0: so if you think a logic gate is basically before we started getting all um, digital with our logic processes running off of like code or whatnot, you had physical gates for switches, logic gates. You'd have and gates and or gates and nor gates and that would depend when the switch was thrown. So output being high is basically saying like the switch was thrown when the output of two inputs is high. It's basically the two two decision points coming together. When they both come together, that's when the output is going to be high.
1: Okay. What portion of the AC cycle is converted to DC by a full wave rectifier? A, 360 degrees. B, 180 degrees. C, 90 degrees. D, 270 degrees. I have no idea. I'm just going to go with 90 degrees. It's 360 degrees. A full bridge
0: rectifier. No, I just wanted to make an electro boom.
1: (laughs) What is the voluntary band plan restriction for US stations transmitting within the 48 contiguous states in the 50.1 to 50.125 megahertz band segment? A, only SSTV contacts. B, only contacts with stations not within the 48 contiguous states. C, only contacts with other stations within the 48 contiguous states. D, only digital contacts. I don't know. Only digital contacts? No. It's only... What? That's like the the one that I thought was definitely wrong. What? Only contacts with stations not within the 48 contiguous states. Why? Why? Why, that, Though. Okay. All right. That one's for you. Hawaii and Alaska.
0: <laughs> Both are northernmost, westernmost, and easternmost state, <laughs> due to the prime meridian.
1: What might cause reflected power at the point where a feed line connects to an antenna? A feeding the antenna with an unbalanced feed line. B, using more transmitter power than the ante- antenna can handle. C, a difference between the feed line impedance and antenna feed point impedance. D, operating an antenna at its resonant frequency.
0: What's the question again?
1: What might cause reflected power at the point where a feed line connects to an antenna?
0: The point where the feed line connects to the antenna. Okay.
1: I don't know, a difference between the feed line impedance and the antenna feed point impedance. That's correct. Ding. Where should the radial wires of a ground mounted vertical antenna system be placed? A, on the surface of the earth or buried a few inches below the ground. A, the center at a- the center, I'm sorry, B, at the center of the antenna, C, parallel to the antenna element. D as high as possible above ground. The radials are the things that go, like out the bottom, right?
0: You've seen me do this before.
1: So it's like on the surface of the earth, or buried a few inches
0: below the ground. You got
1: it. I did. Ding. Set well, I'm at cap. I'm at a thirty five. So
0: you're at thirty five. Yeah. This is it. Mm-hmm. Wow, you went through Didn't you start at 21?
1: Yeah Wow I really failed my way here Well,
0: we're we're your Your practice rate has gone up significantly <laughs> We're just doing it live
1: A 14 out of 35 That's brutal
0: Oh, you're done Yeah Oh, you finished Oh, okay I thought you had one more question Well, you ended with two <laughs> And that's how you started Two So, hey Alright, well, maybe next week Look at me <laughs> Nobody can look at you. It's yeah. a, light. It's a, it's a <laughs> Well, Leia, again, I appreciate you endeavoring to continue. Do you? To, to take, I <laughs> do, do. I do. I, I appreciate you taking the time and doing this. It, it, it does mean a lot to me. Thank you very much for doing that. And I, I think a lot of people do enjoy it as well. So thank you for doing that. So I had, I had something fun happen today when I was uh, at the Cub Scout meeting for Ben. Oh. The Scoutmaster was running behind. To, yeah, before we got started so i just happened to have my backpack with some ham radio gear in it mm-hmm. and i have been really bugged out that i can't hit this local uh vara fm windlink station it's really been bothering me so i brought my kenwood um thf6 which is one of my favorite little handhelds i talked about in my last video that i posted and I got out from underneath the that covering, you know, that cup, the patio covering thing or the picnic area covering. Yeah,
1: there's a massive shelter. At that it, that
0: shelter is like entirely metal. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I got to step away from this. So I set up a little bit away where like the barbecues are. Mm-hmm. Set the radio up. Had had the you know telescopic antenna. I had the MFJ Long Ranger. If anybody's curious, which one I was running. Plugged that into the little Microsoft Surface Go, and I started you know attempting to make this uh what, was this FM.
1: a mission to get the cub scouts interested in ham radio
0: no because the What's kids were he doing? the kids weren't paying attention <clears throat> but while i was while i was out there a dad did come up to me and he goes so what are you what are you doing are you like no, uh what are you doing you weirdo <laughs> yeah why don't you uh why don't you, you stop being so weird <laughs> and it's like are you out here like trying to amplify cell phone signals or something and I'm like, no, no, this is this is amateur radio, ham radio. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, I've heard about that. He's like, that's kind of like, you know, CBs, something similar to that, right? And I was like, yeah, kinda, kinda. I'm like, in this case though, it's um.
1: It was another scout dad. Yeah, scout dad. Yeah, that. Cha- I mean, scout dads, I think in general, scout families are more preparedness minded
0: than. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, so yeah. Well, I mean, what's the you know what's the antenna doing, all that stuff? And I'm like, well, there's a there's a station you know, a couple, well, it's probably like 20, 14 miles or something like that from where we were at mm-hmm. that is this Windlink node. And I was trying to explain to him that I'm going to, I have my radio set up. My computer is talking to my radio. Mm-hmm. It's sending tones through my radio and attempting to contact this station that's, you know, 20 miles that away. And if I can make a connection, I can actually download and send emails. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, he's like, that's that's really interesting. He's like, you know, when, why would you do this? He's like, he's like, so you don't, so you, you don't, don't have, use
1: the internet? No, that's, you what, don't he, have, that's you don't what he literally.
0: He's like, well, that must save a lot of money not having the internet or anything. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is more of like an emergency preparedness thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. something that that I can do. It's a fun hobby for me. But then I can also just use this if you know comms were down. I may not do VHF UHF for everybody listening. It's probably going to be HF or whatever. But you know, he doesn't really know that yet. So I'm just right. explaining that. Yeah, we can send data. Most people are familiar with amateur radio because we just talk into them, right? And right. Everybody thinks that it's primarily talking, but no, it goes beyond that. We can do data. I can send location, lat and long.
3: Mm-hmm. I can
0: actually text my wife um, using an internet relay by the time my signal gets to the appropriate other radio station. he mm-hmm. And he said... Wow, he's like, man, I'm I'm glad my son joined joined the Cub Scouts because there's so many people that that know all this kind of cool stuff, and I just want my kid to know all this. And I was like, oh, that's super cool, yeah, you know. So
1: he's like, I'm not going to learn it. You no, teach it this, to him. This is
0: for nerds. My kid, though, <laughs> he likes them video games and the Pokemans. Uh, so, you know, he was a really nice guy. But during this conversation, I was thinking to myself, and 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 if you go back a couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about normalizing amateur radio, right. Actually, the best podcast episode that we put out – oh, sorry, that I put out when I was at Hamvention.
1: Right. That was the best one.
0: The best one. Best one we've done.
1: People loved that
0: one. They loved it. Yeah, they loved it. Was
1: it was a big favorite.
0: Big – yeah, the best.
1: Yeah, huge downloads. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what the, the question was, you know, how do you improve ham radio? And, and my simple thing was just, you know, wear your HT everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Right, and I've gotten stopped already a, a couple of times. Now, this in this instance, I had like set up a little computer, and I had, you had an communicated.
1: Antenna. You had no intention of paying attention to this cups scout. He meeting. wasn't
0: there yet. The scoutmaster wasn't there. <laughs> I set this all up and had it torn back down by the time he started the the whole thing. So I was, I was going for field expedient communications right on the barbecue. Did it work? Right outside the picnic area. No, wow. I don't know what's wrong with that station. I going to contact that guy and be like, "So is this thing on?" <laughs> Are you advertising okay. this is on and it's not on? This is clickbait. <laughs> so going back to the the whole concept of, you know, normalizing ham radio. Normalizing means it's something that the public knows of. Mhm. And this does not imply good or bad feelings. It just means they know about it. Okay. Right now amateur radio is in a place of Relative obscurity, I feel. The people that know about it, know about it. Mm. There are some people know who- Know and love it. Right. There are some people who know about it, but they don't understand it. Right? It's, it's an adjacent thing. A relative or whatever someone may have-
1: They watch some Last Man Standing.
0: Right. They, they know the term. That, I assume, is actually a, a pretty small number of people. Right. Really? That's, that's not getting us to, to normalizing. Normalizing is a is a much larger, much, much larger, like a household name when somebody says, Oh, it's a household name. That's kind of what my goal has always mm-hmm. been is let's let's bring ham radio back to the prominence of being a household name. So today's show topic is my asking you to put your radio on, well, I'm sending you out the door with a loaded gun and no training. <laughs> what are you supposed to talk to these people? What are you supposed to tell them? Now, these are just my opinions. These are just my opinions on what you should say when you talk to people. You have your own way of of discussing things and handling it. Maybe you can just take some of these ideas that, that I'm going to throw out there, or take none. It's up to you.
1: Take it or leave it.
0: Right. So I would keep things simple to start because you really don't know the technical space that anyone is, is operating in, right? If you are just holding a... You got a bowfang on the backpack strap on your backpack, and you're walking around. Somebody says, "Hey, what are you walking around with a walkie-talkie for, you nerd?" I don't okay. Think people
1: think that walkie-talkies are nerdy, though.
0: No, I thank you, but I'm I saying think
1: walkie-talkies are like social proof—you have somebody to talk to. Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> so the the point though is because you don't know where the starting point is on the the technical prowess on the other end. Mm-hmm. You can start simply by just saying, hey, this is amateur radio. Mm-hmm. This is both a hobby and a service that's acknowledged by the FCC. Mm-hmm. And then they, that may, then you kind of let them drive the conversation. They could just be like, okay, well, I got to go.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to see myself out of this conversation.
0: I assume that's not going to happen, though. They, they may say something along the lines of, oh, my grandfather, I think, did that. Or, oh, yeah, I remember CB. Or yeah, people have been talking about like, you know, emergency preparedness or whatever. So now you've got these avenues that you can go down and you can play with those avenues. Oh, your grandfather is a ham, you know, or is is he, you know, is he still out there? Like, yeah, you know, he used to play around with this, you know, this really big radio, got really hot. And my, my grandma was always yelling about something, you know, he was up all night doing some kind of like, thing where he talks to people all night long (laughs) like yeah no yeah we still do that but you know things have come a long way now now we've got the ability to like you know interface them with our computers so we can do things you know like text messaging when we're off grid like hey you know cell phones you remember that last time you went on a hike your cell phone stopped working amateur radio can go like way further than that because you know i've got this antenna sticking off my radio there's not really any external antennas on cell phones right so that's Mm -hmm. just like one avenue you can go down but I find that often the best thing you can do is just talk about what you have on you, right? It's it's okay to talk about something as a hypothetical, like, oh, with, with a radio I have at home, I can do dot, dot, dot. Well, you're talking to someone that may have very little frame of reference. So they may understand the words that are coming out of your mouth at that moment, but they've not experienced a demonstration of it or or had... A radio shown to them doing sure. a thing. Yeah. So it's almost always better to use the tools you have on hand in whatever demonstration you're going to do. So if that happens to be a handheld and you have it programmed to a repeater where you know people are out there, give a live demonstration. Say, hey, I'm so and so call sign. Anybody out there? I'm monitoring this blah, 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 repeater. And while you're waiting for someone to come back to you, maybe listening, you can say, Actually, what I'm doing right now is I'm communicating to, it's kind of like a, it's a amplifying station that takes my signal, boosts it and sends it out over a much larger, larger space. And it's actually, if you look right over on the top of that mountain, that's where that antenna is.
2: Oh. We can do that out here
0: in California. Yeah. It's really easy for me to point to the point to a particular peak and go, that's Mount Santiago. This is the repeater I'm talking into right now. And they're going to go, well, you know, what is it doing? Oh, well, it's actually taking my my little handheld signal, which is pretty small, and it's boosting it and amplifying it, putting it out from five watts into 50 watts or 100 watts.
1: And getting it out way farther.
0: Way farther. Way farther. And then you can say, and also to the other side of that mountain. So we've got... A much wider footprint that we can talk on, and then hopefully someone comes back from the repeater, and then you can say, "Hey, where are you at?" And then they can come back. Oh, I'm in Rancho Cucamonger, You know, whatever. You can go through that whole thing. So you can describe. They're like, "Oh, I don't want to talk to people in Rancho." Oh no, I wouldn't. Okay, never <laughs> mind. Never mind.
1: I was in, but now right. I'm out.
0: <laughs> but, but but literally, all you're doing is explaining.
1: I'm kidding. Nothing against people in Rancho
0: Cucamonga. I mean, that's where the Bass Pro Shop is. That's true. You're literally just explaining like what the radio does. you You do the talky bit, you hold down the button, you do the talky bit, it goes out, and then hopefully someone hears you, they come back, right? Mm-hmm. That's really all you need to do to start the ball rolling. Now, if you're out there doing um a poda or for some reason you're doing a soda and someone's hiking along with you, I found that the people who are some that are hiking, Oftentimes when Mm -hmm. you have when you they see a radio, they will ask you about it because
1: they are also gear junkies. Well, everyone's
0: (laughs) always looking for like an emergency solution for when they're out of cell phone range.
2: Mm. Right.
0: So I, I don't necessarily feel that amateur radio is the best solution for super, super, super off grid hiker saving lives kind of thing. For an individual, I still think that the satellite beacons are, are really really good, but you got to pay for that. That's like a monthly service in most cases, right? To, be able to do that. So that's a that's an in really fast with that one. You can just be like, oh well, you know, uh, I lost cell phone coverage at the parking lot of the trailhead, and I've been out here for you know five miles, and I I can still hit this repeater, and then and they're like, well, repeater, and then it goes back into well, what is a repeater? What's it doing? And it's was like, well, it's again, it's it's on this summit. And what's it's the talking. Repeater doing what's the repeater doing? Uh, and it's talking down to you know where the where the people are back in town, right? So he, I can reach out and, and still talk to people you know that, that could help help me out in a situation. That's just on the trail. If you get to your soda activation and you set up your, you know, your long wire antenna, and you could be doing Morse code, or They're you're like, doing oh, single sideband. Oh, I could sideband. do
1: something after I spent all while the time I'm, while I'm hanging getting out. out to once something. I got my
0: Instagram pictures, what am I supposed to do? Because I'm still tired. <laughs> I hiked all the way up here. I got my pictures in like two minutes. Uh, so now what? How will how? What else can I do? Then you can go into the whole gamification of amateur radio, right? We really should be hitting that. I know we all are as hams hitting up Pota and soda, but the entry place of getting people into ham radio is literally this gamification aspect. Absolutely. It is the Pokemon Go of ham radio. We need to make that. It's more like geocaching. Of a thing. It is geocaching. It is Pokemon Go. It is all those things. So when you get set up like that, you go, I'm playing a radio game. Just mm. like that. I'm playing a radio game. And they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, my goal is to hike out to interesting summits, set up my radio, and I need to talk to four people on the radio. You don't say I need to make four contacts because they're not going to know what that means. You just say, I need to talk to four people on this radio. And once I do that, I can unlock, and you say the word unlock, the points for this summit. Like, what do you mean unlock? Like, where? Is there like a, Trail marker or, or uh, you know, a, a ledger <laughs> somewhere that you've got to log. No, no, no. It's an online game. We track all of our points on a leaderboard. It's all available on a website. Mm-hmm. And then you can start talking about who you've made contacts with, what states they're in. And they're, and they're like, like,
1: I could win at this game because like, I do so many hikes.
0: Mm-hmm. And And you say things like. You know, super long-distance off-grid communication. I know that's a little crazy in, in saying it that way, but you can say it is as simply as no connection to the internet. This is literally me talking into this radio. There's my antenna to someone else thousands of miles away in some cases. POTA, it works out just the same, right? You get set up and you, and you start talking to people. If you are set up at a picnic table or whatever, and uh, I had a really good example of this because I, I had people coming back to me, and it was an Alaska station that came in. And there was a couple standing there, and they're like, Oh, did they just say Alaska? I didn't even have to say anything.
1: I let <laughs> the radio
0: do the talking for me. People like, Alaska. And they're like, Did he say Alaska? And I'm like, Yeah, he's, he's in Alaska. They have right moose. <laughs> and, and they're like, So this radio right here is talking to that person in Alaska. And I'm like, Yep, that's what it's doing. That's it. That's It's no more complicated than that.
1: You figured it out.
0: So things like that. It let the, let the radio do the talking, but Always talk to it in a way that is approachable and feasible for someone to wrap their mind around. I have my own troubles with this. I still get comments on my YouTube. You use too many acronyms. You made this too complicated. You're all over the place. It's actually very difficult to do. So keep it simple. Explain exactly what you're attempting to do and okay. what your radio does, right? All right. Get in there and, and, and handle it that way, and you'd be surprised. And then go with the flow of the conversation. If someone brings up CB radio, don't like poo-poo it and be like, oh, yeah. man, we, you, that's trash." We we don't do that anymore. You, you know, what I mean? don't do that. This is so much. It's more skill. It, it is the that is the the icebreaker of this whole thing. If they understand what a CB radio does, then you just jumped, leapfrogged the conversation forward on so many levels, right? You can just step into it and go. You know, it's very much like that. With amateur radio, though, we're given more latitude on the many different frequencies that exist in the RF frequency space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So whereas CB only is a channelized service, you don't even have to say channelized. You can just say it's a very tiny frequency space. When and, and that's a true statement when you're thinking about all of amateur radio. You can say with amateur radio, I can use my radio at night and day and different all kinds of different times to pick the right setup right to the the right configuration to make as many contacts as possible cb is the simplified version of this and it's less capable in 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 comparison well to you M's just rating. get
1: out uh you don't get out as far
0: you can hypothetically in some cases but i i argue that at this conversation you're having some of these nuance points don't really get you anywhere, so you can't sure. just say, "Well, I just have a lot more things I can do with amateur radio." There's a lot more capability that I have here than than with my CB radio that I have at home or whatever. So that's why I take this out portable.
1: Ah, uh, so don't alienate what they know.
0: Right, use it as 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 a point of knowing what they understand. So okay. if you've got something to build on, my grandfather was a ham. Great. Well, he, he only used boat anchors. Well, that doesn't matter. He under, They understand they had a big antenna and they sure. could talk to people. Mm-hmm. So they get that. So they understand that aspect. And then you can you can suss this out a little bit and get your little Sherlock Holmes deerstalker out. And is that what it's called? It's called a deerstalker, right?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: That, that uh coat?
1: I thought you were talking about the hat.
0: It's the hat. No, it's the hat, right?
1: That's what I thought. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Anyway. So if they understand grandfather was a ham, he had these big radios wherever, right? They didn't say they were a ham. Right. So that wasn't compelling for them, right? Otherwise, they'd be a ham. So then you now have to go, oh, yeah. And and you know what? A lot of people still do that. It's It's kind of like people... Collecting vintage cars, those radios are really, really popular still, and and they're really beautiful, like the work that people have done. Mm -hmm. You go, this one, though, what I do with this is I connect it to my computer, and I can actually send email, or I can send messages to my wife when she's back home, Mm -hmm. or I got my APRS. This one has GPS, and it knows exactly where I am all the time. And so when I'm off, particularly when I get out of cell phone range, I tell this thing to beacon, you know, every 10 minutes or so, just so people know where I'm at. And they're like, oh, well, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's really helpful. It's really handy for my wife, too, because she can just go to a website and it'll show exactly where I am at any one time.
1: Because that's exactly what we wives want, right? To know where our Leia, husbands are I, at every, <laughs> every
0: given moment. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know you're just at home. Sitting in a in a chair, just waiting for your dear husband to return. You have nothing <laughs> else going on. Um, no, but the, the safety aspect of it, right? Right. So when you are out of cell phone range, and again, you're painting a picture for how you use it, they then can take that information based off of what they already know and paint their own tapestry of how they may use it or could use it. So when I say this is a GPS-enabled radio, it knows where I am at any one time. I use it to let my family and loved ones know where I'm at when I'm outside a cell phone
1: coverage. Right. And you have to make sure that, like, you mention your loved ones or else they'll think that you don't have loved ones.
0: (laughs) Well, my family and my loved ones may not be the same people. I don't want to assume. So those are just some thoughts. It really, I, I think um, much like people get really anxious to do a CW contact, I think there's a lot of hams. You know, a lot of us are introverts. Oddly enough, we're introverted in person, but we can be very vocal on the air, right? Mm-hmm. People are kind of dreading having conversations with people about what you're doing. Just explain it. Explain what you're doing in a way that you know they're not a ham. Because if they were a ham, they wouldn't be asking you what you're doing. They'd know, mm. right? So you can just assume they have no frame of reference, and you just kind of start slowly walking them through the process. And if at any time they give you an off-ramp to get a further down the line in the conversation, like my grandfather was a ham, I used to have a CB radio as a kid, I dot, 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 right? Or I use FRS and GMRS. Like Those are all a- uh, off-ramps of conversation paths that you can go down that could drive the conversation. You're saying meet people
1: where they are.
0: Yeah. Is that what I'm saying? I'm just doing it in the most uh, Mm -hmm. protracted way possible. (laughs) (laughs) So I I found that... um, we, you still should capitalize on the discussion of using voice. Voice is still king, and, and it should be paramount. But it almost should be treated as a, like, yes, of course we do that. Of of course, you know, that's never going away. But, hey, it'll also do this. So then it's a feature-packed thing. It's yeah. not just grandfather's big metal box in, in the basement. It's now this super slick little thing that I have on my backpack that – Does voice and all this other stuff.
1: Have you ever thought of selling it as a way to uh, send email and you'll never get spam?
0: I don't know that that's true. (laughs) You should not. You should not say these things. I don't know that that's
1: true. Imagine opening up your win link. It's just full of ads for like Unlimited male stick. enhancement. It's oh. just
0: Olive Garden coupons. Oh. <laughs> no, Unlimited was... stick and, and soup and salad.
1: I was going uh, mail enhancement uh, drugs and, um, and Nigerian princess. <laughs> <That's>...
0: <laughs> what was the soup? What was the soup? Soup Tuscana. No, no, but what did they call it in the thing? Mouthful of... Secrets. Secret soup. <laughs> Secret, Secret soup. soup. That's right. Because <laughs> it's definitely not minestrone. Nobody thinks that's... It's the soup of Toscana, right?
1: Yeah, it's a soup of secrets.
0: Soup of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that's not what Toscana means. No, I don't. <laughs> it's not what Toscana means. I don't know. Italian? All right, Leah, anything I- you-
1: I-Talian. Italian.
0: I know that there was just a necessary amount of Italy in this show. And we we thank everybody for for listening to the podcast. Uh, do you have anything else you want to mention, Leah? I don't. Wow, you're you're always a so few words at the end of the podcast. <laughs> no, nothing. Just I've got nothing to say. I left it all on the field. <laughs> Seven, I came to play. Three. I came to play. I sports my hardest, and I'm. I sports better than you sports. <laughs> That's still my favorite. How are we gonna fix this next time, Chief? Sports well, harder. We're gonna try and sports harder than the other team, so that we can score more points than they do. They do while also trying to prevent them from sporting po- uh, sporting <laughs> scoring more points. <laughs> all right everybody thank you all for listening to the podcast we have a lot of fun making it and the fact you listen and send us feedback means a lot to us 73
1: 73 you'd be a good coach you know that me <laughs> yeah why just sports harder
0: it's about the fundamentals
1: <laughs> you're you're a
2: regular you called out a block
0: <laughs> you're a regular deadline. <laughs> goodbye everybody